Welcome to the Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Collaboration Show Company. I'm your host, J.K. Morris. With me is Shaheen. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling. We're uh, both fresh off the NGI. I, uh, I attended the show, obviously, what, yesterday? No, oh, two nights Saturday. ago. Saturday? Yeah, two yeah. nights ago. Um, J.Cat obviously just watched the video on demand right now. So you're actually probably going to remember a little bit more than me because my, my memory's fucked when it comes to like short term. But uh, I have a bunch of stuff written down, all the notes. So this should be fun. We don't have any any other really topics, too many other topics that we go through. But uh, I think this should be a stacked fucking show with the NGI. But I know, Jay, obviously it's been a rough weekend for wrestling fans. You want to yeah, get man. into the whole thing? Yeah, I, you know, I just wanted to, I know this is kind of, you know, the indie show and this and that, but I really don't have another outlet. So, uh, and I, it's not often that I give a shit about the, the main, you know, on TV pro- product or anything like that. I really don't watch it, but... uh I got to start it off saying rest in peace to the absolute best wrestling manager of all time and best heel commentator of all time, Bobby Brain Heenan. So. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have too many people trying to argue that he's, he's the best of all time. Um, nah. He's one of the best on commentary, and yeah. he's hands down the best manager there ever was. There's, I, I don't think you can argue that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, with the heel commentary, I just don't think there was something better than him. Um you know the way that he would he would defend the actions of the worst heel on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> he would sit there and he'd legitimize why they were actually the good guy. <laughs> and it was his chemistry with Gorilla, man. I mean, that was that was like second to none. The only other ones that I can think of was probably you know Jerry Lawler and Jr. that came close to that as far as a team, but I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, I mean, he his his ability to just completely like flip the tables and, and explain the heel as the good guy like no like <laughs> what do you expect him to do that's that's what he's supposed to be doing with this you know right it, it was just perfect you know that's that's you need that i mean it really helps tell a story it really helped uh communicate you know the heel face the two sides of the story and i think it went perfect and you know a lot of that believability of that you know 80s wrestling came from guys like bobby the brain heaton helping to paint that picture. Right. Let me ask you this, man. I mean, cause obviously WWE, you haven't watched that for a while, but, uh, mm-hmm. they haven't paid tribute to him recently. Um, they haven't really, you know, I don't think paid any homage over the years at all. As far as I think the last thing they did with him was maybe him bearing ultimate warrior. Um, and I think obviously a lot of it has to do with his condition. You know, it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of rough to put that on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you stand on that? Cause like, I kind of understand why they didn't do it, yeah. but at the same time, it's, it's, it is real shitty that, you know, they, 
they go on and say, oh, we support this cancer, you know, breast cancer month and Susan G. Coleman. And then here is a guy that's actually going through it that put decades into your fucking company. Yeah. And you won't even acknowledge his existence. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, I think as far as, you know, him appearances and stuff like he was like visibly like fucking morbid. I mean, you know, you look at the old cocky Bobby the Brain Heenan, you know, fast talking, you know, smart ass. Always had some quick shit to say to a guy that, I mean, God, he looked so, so bad for a long time now. Um, I I just think it'd be sad. I honestly do. Um, I, I think the guy should be paid tribute to in every way. I, I think now, especially, you, you're going to see DVDs of all sorts coming out of him and, you know, them obviously somewhat capitalizing on it. But in the same token, um, I think you're going to hear a lot more mention about, you know, what he was. It's hard to, you know, talk about a guy's legacy while he's still in the room. I, I think that's maybe part of it. Um, I, you know, I don't know if they handled it perfectly or whatnot, but I know like every time I'd see someone take a picture of him at a convention or something, I'd be like, Oh fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, that's actually what I was going to mention next. I, uh, had the chance to meet Bobby Heenan probably like four times in the last like seven, eight years. Mm. And, uh, I did, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even say hello because it's, it's, and I know it makes him happy. I guess apparently it did make him happy. I remember JR talking about it that, you know, he would do these conventions and, um, you know, that's really pretty much what he looked forward to, you know, because it, it brought him back to those days. But I just I couldn't bring myself to because that's not that, that, that that's not how I wanted to remember Heenan. And I didn't I didn't want to make it awkward and like, say you know, say stupid shit like, how you doing like this? You know, I hate when people do that when somebody's like really ill. How are you feeling? It's like, well, yeah, seriously, you know, that's just I don't know. I just I didn't feel right doing it. But uh, I know, you know plenty of other people did. And I just I, I never I, I don't know. It just. Mm. It's it's hard to say don't have him for photo ops because then you're like kind of like discriminated against him for having it. But and, yeah. and if he was fine with it, then it should be okay. Just right. me personally, I just thought it was a little too much. You know, and I, if that's what he wanted to do and that's what he was comfortable with, and you know, then more power to him. Um, on the other side of things, I mean, look at what Muhammad Ali did, and. Uh, you know, that I kind of had the same feeling about him for the guy who was so outspoken, so boisterous, so, you know, prolific to be a guy who really can't even complete much of a sentence. Oh, man, I, that's really rough, you know, to, to see him down the end. And obviously Ali kind of took himself out of the public eye. So yeah. I guess it was a little easier. But, um, you know, they, they really didn't spotlight him. They didn't really drag him out much. If they did, if it was at an event. They go, there's Muhammad Ali, he'd raise his hand, and t- that was it. That's all you saw of him, you know. So, yeah. And that that's the greatest boxer of all time, um, you know. So I, there's some parallels there, but it, it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough to, you know, bring the mood of the show back up if you show a guy who's, you know, such a shell of himself, um, you know. Yeah, for sure. Just difficult. Yeah, but absolutely, rest in peace to Bobby the Brain Heenan, man. I mean, it's... I can't say, you know, I'm not going to, uh, because I hate when people do that also when they act like, you know, this is like a, a shocker, you know? Nah, people, I'm not it, like, at you all. knew this was coming, dude. He's been yeah. in bad, bad shape for years, you yeah. know? And I'm sure, you know, that, you know, whatever he was going through couldn't have been comfortable. I mean, yeah, that, that, right. that couldn't have been comfortable. So I could only hope that he's resting easy now. Yeah, dude. That's, like, honestly, it was, it was hard for me to understand before um, wishing for somebody to go faster, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I got to live that firsthand, you know, less than a year ago with my grandfather, you know, because he was he was like a man's man, you know, like he was one of those dudes that just like didn't yeah. fuck around, like, and then like you know, seeing him towards the end, I was like, oh shit, like, yeah, shit got real, you know. And then he, you know, him suffering, he couldn't talk by the end, you know, he couldn't swallow, couldn't do anything. Yeah. That's um, so like when it gets to that point, like I, I was okay with him going faster, mm-hmm. you know. So like a lot of these times, you don't want to extend the life, you know, when, when they're in really bad shape like that, and sometimes you know hospice and, and or just going out on your own is probably the best way so i hope you know obviously he's, he's pain-free now but uh definitely greatest manager of all time i would i would never argue that absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah um let's move on to that to the uh gcw the second ever nick gage invitational i guess you know let's start out like we, we do uh before with the the experience, the the pre-show, the tailgate, all of that. I was over here hosting the pepper party, so uh, you're gonna have to, you know, take the wheel on this one. But uh, right, so um, they've been doing this this new thing where they basically like actually have like an organized barbecue versus okay. just you know every car showing up with a fucking grill and just going crazy, you know. Um, so like, I think some people showed up at like eleven. I got there one. Um. And it, it was it was really fun, man. This was probably the the, the funnest show out of all of them, as far as the experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Until like later on, when I got like pretty sick, I'll get into that. But uh, as far as like you know, like the, the tailgate and the pregame, like this was definitely a lot more organized. Like um, people had nice tents, you know, fucking uh, more more beer than you can imagine. And I only had two, but like if that's your thing, like you would have been in heaven because by the end of the show, people were just trying to get rid of beer. Right. Free beer, any free beer, you know, like the, you <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, dude, food wise, I mean, there was more food than there was people. Like it was insane. They had fucking lobster tail steaks and Jesus Christ, yeah, like full blown went crazy. Frog legs, I guess, and all Jesus. kinds. Of, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if the frog legs actually happened. I know uh, Jeffrey, the the pilot, you know, he's yeah, the, yeah. He was, he's the one that that was supposed to bring it in. So I don't know if he did or not, but uh. um, I did hear frog legs. Uh, I obviously didn't I have no interest in tasting frog legs. But, yeah, uh, some random deathmatch fan grilling frog legs out back of a fucking <laughs> building in Howell. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and skip that. Thanks. Yeah, we yeah. got a regular ass burger. No, not even that. I just I wouldn't want to try frog legs by anybody. You know, me either. But yeah. that definitely wouldn't be the time if there ever was one. Yeah, I'm, I have like no interest in trying like other animals right now. You know, like I'm. I'm sticking trying to, to cut to down be- on animals. Right, right. I'm trying to go the opposite way. I'm not trying to experience more uh, yeah. different beats and all that. I hear you. But um, anyway, I mean, the, the tailgate was awesome. The grilling was, was fucking phenomenal. There was actually more people at this show that uh, you know, came up to me and said that they listened to the show and everything than, than any other show. A lot of people that I didn't had never seen before. Cool. Um, that was like their first show coming to Howl and all that stuff. So that was definitely uh, definitely appreciated. You think they did Captain Dave Recon and showed up when there was no show just to make sure it was all right? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe they checked out the, the, the scene before coming in. You got to uh, love the Recon, man. One of the highlights, uh, Captain Dave, you know, I'm being totally serious. I fucking love Captain Dave. It's a good Absolutely. dude. Uh, he brings a real good vibe to a show, you know. Um, He's fired the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. He like, uh, I don't know, obviously you know Hogan a lot better than I did, but he, he like, he has the same kind of vibe as far as the positive energy. He's obviously a lot more, you know, uh, loud and outspoken. <laughs> yeah. and Hogan is Hogan is a lot a lot shyer than he is. Hogan but, came as a fan, and Dave is working. So right, you know, I mean, there's a difference right yeah, there. There's a difference. But um, um no, man, he's, he's fucking awesome, man. I got to be a part of his two of his uh fucking, you know, podcast video. 
Facebook yeah. shows. Um, yeah, definitely. Dave, um, he definitely has, the, you know, that same level of excitement and enjoyment as like Whackpacker right. Hogan had, yeah. you know, like it, that enjoyment dude. Enjoyment is a good word. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what I'm for. He is in his absolute glory at a wrestling show. Yeah. So. Which is awesome. You always, you always need a couple of those people, you know, as yeah. long as they're not like the, the, the annoying ones, you know, the replicas and all that shit. You know, but th- these are like innocent dudes. They're they're good dudes, and you know, yeah, Dave's good vibes. But um, you know, the funny thing is, how many wrestlers actually want to be a part of Captain Dave's podcast? That's fucking hilarious, <laughs> dude. All these yeah. dudes are like trying to like creep in, you know, like wrestlers. You know, he doesn't even have to ask them. They just pop in. Oh fuck, is Captain Dave live? Like, you know, like they're fans of this shit. Yeah, um, which is tremendous, man. I fucking love it. But uh, Teddy Hart, uh, fucking insane as always. You know, yo, this dude had a fucking. This was his second show of the day. Actually, really? Yeah, yeah. He was booked um, in Pennsylvania somewhere. Some probably some shindy. I, I don't, I don't know what it was. But uh, so he had already wrestled before this match because he came in kind of late. And you know, I was talking to him and shit. And you know, I didn't know he had another match. I was like, yeah, I'm just getting out of another show. I was like, oh shit, you double booked? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I know. Huh. Are you gonna be able to pull through this match? Because like, I can imagine like that's probably pretty fucking brutal. You know, going through a whole match, then driving from Pennsylvania. I drove from Pennsylvania to Howell, and I was fucking dead by the time I got there. So yeah. I can only imagine going through a match before that, and then you know, but obviously yeah. Teddy Hart and steroids and cats and <laughs> blondes and yeah. I mean, these cats are a little more used to, uh, you know, on the road and hopping from place to place. But yeah, yeah I, I could hear you. It's it's definitely it couldn't have been an easy easy move. Yeah, apparently, I think there, there's rumors that his cats were taken away from him. Yeah, I heard that in their uh, ridiculous promo down the end, and yeah, uh, I, I, I hope they were. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't know, they were. I don't know how true that is, but uh, didn't even, you know dawn upon me to ask them since I didn't know about it before. Right. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because he hasn't had the cat for you know since I think Shane Strickland maybe was the last one. Yeah, I've been really happy about not seeing the cat. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, I don't I don't need to see a cat stuffed in a gym bag. Nope, totally fine with not seeing that. But uh. Yeah, it was, it was a great fucking uh, tailgate party, man. I mean, the sun was fucking killing me, though, dude. I, this was actually worse than Tournament of Death. Like, I, I felt real fucking shitty by the end of the night. Like, on the huh. verge of, like, dying type shit, you know? It wasn't like, really that hot, though. I mean, 80s. Maybe not hot. Maybe it was just, like, the sun was... I don't know, man. It was, it was fucking... It wasn't just me, because everybody was bitching about, like, how, like, fucking brutal it is to be outside right now, you know? And maybe it's because, like, we were out there for fucking... Eight hours of grilling next to standing, standing next to a grilling shit, but uh, and drinking and yeah, right, yeah. getting dehydrated and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Me, I only drank two beers and I actually drank two water bottles, so like I kind of balanced out. Yeah, but at, by the end of the night, dude, I felt like because TOD, I I know every year what I'm getting myself into. I go there and I'm I'm, I'm like yeah, by the end of the night I'm gonna be fucking dead, you know. Um, I always get the worst headaches because I'm not I'm not very good at staying you know hydrated. Um, so I always get worse headaches, but like this, I was like this, and this is the first time this happened to me at, the, at this location. Cause, um, obviously, you know, I had breakfast over there before, uh, <laughs> yeah. we talked about, I was there like 11 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, this wasn't like my first time. So it's not like, you know, I got a headache last time, but I don't know, man, this time, you know, by the time the show was starting, I was already kind of feeling like, like half dead, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was, it was a really fun experience, but fucking, I don't know. Something was killing me. I don't know if it was the sun. I don't know if it was fucking. I didn't have any hot peppers, which we'll get into in a second. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Apparently, the peppers got a lot of people. 
That's what yeah. that was telling me. It was like, yeah, dude, a lot of people fucking like almost died because of the peppers. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's just not for everybody. Yeah. Um all right, so let's let's get into the whole pepper thing. So like yeah. I don't know. Did you ask Louie to do this or like cause he, he kept saying he's doing it for you. I don't know. Yeah, that's funny that you continue to put me over with it. But um I I you know, I've been hyping up to my pepper party, you know, what I was doing over here. Uh we play pepper pong. We have uh for those who haven't heard me talk about this before, um we ha- play like beer pong. It's water in the cups. Uh, cups are numbered one to ten. There's Tupperwares with cut up pieces of peppers in there, labeled one to ten. The the ball goes into the cup. Whatever numbers on that cup, you got to eat a piece of pepper from that Tupperware or whatever. And we play tournament style, so it's basically four teams, two rounds. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. Like if we had more teams. I don't know how that would work out because I, I couldn't do another round. I, I don't think another round would work out. But we're me and my daughter back to back two time champions. Um, the Maruga Scorpions were the ones that fucking <laughs> got everybody. We had uh, the one person, the one girl threw up uh, after the, the Trinidad Scorpion, I should say. Um, another one, she she was uh, they won to pretty much go to the finals, and she had to like get a substitute because she fucking tapped out after the, the Trinidad Scorpion. She was like, I, she, I can't handle another fucking. And then, uh, I had to right at the end, I, the piece of the Trinidad Scorpion and it fucked me up. Like my fucking eyes were watering and shit. So those, those motherfuckers showed up this time. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I just posting pictures of peppers and this and that. Louie's like, fucking yeah, give me one. I'll eat one. And I'm like, dude, you know, Boogie Rag Joe's going to be at the show. He's got a lot more fucking, like, his peppers are producing a lot more. He's got a nice wide-open backyard. Plus, the guy's like a wizard with peppers. So um, I said, you know, he's going to be at the show. He's got, like, bushels of fucking peppers. Um, You know, I'm sure he'll take care of that. I was like, but just please film it for me because I'd love to see you eat one of these fucking things. And sure enough, that's that's exactly what he did. Um, Yeah. In in bizarre fashion. I mean, this dude, he ate that shit like you gave him like a fucking, uh, I, I don't know, like candy. Like the shit didn't even make sense. Those yeah. shits cripple people. Yeah. So what happened is, so let's let's tell him what kind of pepper he ate. He ate a Carolina Reaper. Yeah, the Carolina Reaper. He ate hottest pepper in the world. Um, and, and he ate it like a fucking mini donut. Do you know the Scoville on that? Uh, it's five million or some shit. I think two, two, two million or so, two to three million, something like that. That's fucking crazy, dude. It's about four hundred times hotter than a jalapeno. Yeah, that's fucking, that's nutty. And (laughs) uh, I know, like homicide, like commented on the video when I put it up. He 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 thought like the Mexican green something pepper is the hottest. Nah, not dude. (laughs) The Carolina Reaper, I'm pretty sure, is is the hottest one, dude. But um, so Louis Louis took it like a like a champ, right? Yeah. Um, he didn't really have much of a reaction, and, and he, he followed it with a fucking uh, yeah. a chocolate ghost pepper. Yeah. Like seconds later. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, this is a ghost pepper." He fucking <laughs> let me eat that shit too. I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong?" Yo, did, did you see G Reaver's reaction in the back when he uh, yeah. ate the second pepper? Was yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this? He was like, "Why are you doing that?" You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking nuts, and uh, he barely had a reaction. Like his eyes weren't watering. Like he was, he was fine. Right. But um, he disappeared. 
Okay. Uh-huh. So like five minutes and he disappeared. Uh-huh. And then uh, I was trying to find him because like, uh, you know, I, I went, I went, did my own thing for a little bit. And I was trying to find him to, to you know, get his reaction like, like, you know, five, ten minutes later when it really kicked in. And I couldn't find him anywhere. So, uh, like, Anthony, we should, we should mention, he took a, I don't, what kind of pepper did he eat? He ate a, a um, chocolate ghost pepper, too. And, and I was, I was going to get your uh, reaction or, or, you know, further backstory because camera went off soon after that. And I feel like he peer, he peer pressured that shit. You know what I mean? Like, he just saw him chomp those down like nothing. Yeah, he, he was not his. trying to do it. He was, you could tell he was not trying to do it. It was just a, you know, in the moment kind of thing. It's like, yeah, oh, you got to do like, it now. Yeah, me too, you yeah. know. And he, then he started, like, chugging his beer, and then the camera went off. And I was like, hmm, I don't think that's as cool with him as it is with Louie. Yeah. Um, so with him, he, I mean, he claims he ate another one. I don't know when that happened. I wasn't there for it. I can't. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have it on tape. But, uh, like, I don't know, man. I mean, and he I didn't separated bring the, immediately after that. He didn't bring the dildo or the belt or any <laughs> of that shit. But he ate a lot of ghost peppers while you weren't looking. <laughs> 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 Jesus, but uh, so I, I, I took a box man dying over there. But uh, <laughs> like I so traded, I, I traded my friend's dildo for another ghost pepper when you weren't <laughs> looking. <laughs> uh, but you know, so I, I separated right after uh, they ate the peppers and shit, and I went to uh, some some of the dudes, you know, reached out to me and they were like, you know, they, you know, they listened to the show and shit. They were loving the the Joey Janela episode, so you know, they they invited me over to their car and shit. So I went on and hung out with them. So, uh, meanwhile, I guess, I guess my, my girlfriend was, you know, hanging out with like, you know, Boogie Rag Joe and shit. Uh-huh. And uh, he was like, you know, you want to try one? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try one, you know, based off their reaction. Cause she was like, yeah. can't be that bad. They're just like, right. <laughs> like, meanwhile, Louis down and they dead, just uh, dead yeah. around the other side of the building. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she came, she came to me and finally she was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to eat one of these ghost peppers. I was like, man, you probably shouldn't do that. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. You're a grown woman. I'm, I'm just recommending you don't do that because I won't do that. <laughs> you know, don't, <laughs> yeah. if you do that, don't expect me to do that shit because I know what it does to you. Mm-hmm. Um, she she did it and it didn't really hit her for a while. She actually reacted like like really well. I, I, I was expecting her to like start crying and fucking like dying, you know. But uh, her, her eyes started tearing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, her mouth was on fire, mm-hmm. obviously. And then it hit her stomach about like. 30 minutes in yeah but she was she was fine i mean there was no point where she had to like you know go in the car and like sit down and like lay down or anything like that but uh yeah not, not, a, not a smart move i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend eating ghost peppers at a fucking deathmatch show Probably. Now, where did louie end up did anybody ever find so, out or? yeah so that's that's what i'm gonna get into so my girl actually like called louie out you know when i wasn't there she was, like, she was like i think you're bullshitting i think you went to the bathroom and you threw up you were saying you you didn't throw up but i'm, I'm sure you threw up because you disappeared for like an hour yeah. and you know he kept like saying oh no 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 no, no I'm, I'm i'm telling the truth you know i just i had to go somewhere and you know i didn't throw yeah. up i was doing fine um so i guess you know I, I separated again and she went to like matt Tremont and asked Tremont what happened to louie and Tremont was like oh yeah he went to the bathroom he was he was like struggling he was like dying over there you know, so then she called him out again. She's like, "You lied to me. You said that you could handle it, but you went to the to the bathroom." She's like, "Tremont told me," and then uh, he told me he was like, "He was like, no, 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 like, you know, shoot." I'm like, "Dude, come on, man. I'm not like I know wrestling's fake. You can, you can be serious now, you know." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you know, no, I had to go inside and I had to, you know, uh, translate the matches to the Mexican dudes, you know." So I was like, oh, "Okay." And then it, it makes sense, though, because Captain Dave actually went inside and Captain Dave has footage of Louis working with them after he ate the pepper. Mm. 
So I don't know. He probably did go to the bathroom. I can't see anybody eating a fucking Carolina Reaper and a ghost pepper and just chilling afterwards. Yeah. Because that's what I was saying. Like, dude, he is no selling the fuck out of that. But that thing is beating the hell out of his insides right now. Like, it is just. There's no no fucking way. Go Anybody that's that's curious, please go on YouTube and just type in Carolina Reaper and see people's reactions. Like, this is no fucking joke, you know? Type in Insane Lane Carolina Reaper and it'll come up. That's the (laughs) one that I sent to Insane Lane. And he ate it. And you can see the emotion completely change on his face. It goes from, like. Here's what it is. He gives you like an education lesson on it. Here's here there were you know Scoville units da 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 da, and then he 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 chews it, and then you just see worry set into his face, and it just becomes like more and more difficult. It's like the most fun uh, to watch that video. Uh, there's a lot of really good ones out there, but that one I specifically sent myself to him, and it, we watch it every single year at this fucking pepper party. So. Well, he, uh, yeah, he that, saw the light when <laughs> the light hit him, you know, mm-hmm. like this dude, like it changed his life forever when he ate the pepper. Yeah. You can tell from his face, man. It was like a newborn baby. It was yeah. taken in the environment. Yeah. Louis like, yeah, it's hot, but I'm, yeah, it's, it's all good. I'm like, shit, I, I don't know about all good. Dude, when he ate the second pepper, that's when I was just like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, and I told, I told him, I was like, dude, I, that was a bad fucking move, man. You're going to be dying the next two days. <laughs> And um, I don't know. I guess he eats a lot of hot shit. He says he always goes to these like, you know, pepper contests and and not pepper contests, like wing contests. You know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he's, he's built his uh, tolerance up towards towards the heat. But dude, I, there's no fucking way you're gonna get me to eat just a Carolina Reaper on tape. I don't care how much peer. I don't give a fuck about a peer pressure, man. I don't give a yeah. shit. You can call me a pussy if you want. I won't be fucking diarrhea and blood for the next two days because somebody want to fucking call me out on eating a pepper. Fuck out of here. The other thing I could think about, because all the shit he posts on Facebook is like, dude, I hope he doesn't blow a guy today, because <laughs> that's going to be the worst fucking night ever for that guy. <laughs> Believe me, like, uh, you forget you even touched the pepper, you rub your eyes fucking three days later, you're like, holy shit. I mean, that, that is not going to be a good night. Yeah, yeah, for for the people that aren't familiar with uh, hot peppers, if you're going to eat a hot pepper, don't, don't like, take a Don't blow a guy. Afterwards, or, yeah, or yes, don't blow a guy. <laughs> Probably a good idea not to do that either. I've stayed away from that my whole life, just in case. <laughs> or eat vagina. That's probably just as bad. Well, not nearly as bad, but for her, it'll be just as bad. Dude, I can't even fucking imagine. Can you imagine, like, like getting head after, like, somebody ate a fucking, like, oh, dude. Well, good thing, I mean, your girl ate a ghost pepper. Good thing yeah. you guys didn't have too good of a night. Yeah, yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't, you know... Nothing like right after that or anything like that. We're good. But uh yeah, dude, fucking peppers are no joke, man. Even yeah, Matt Tremont when he was on uh like Cannonballs. What is it? Yeah, called? let's fucking plug that. The flaming table, uh Jeff Cannonball's got a YouTube deal going where he he has like five levels of hot sauce on like fake wings because he's vegan, so he's got like some kind of fake chicken. And uh I was they wondering just, why it looks like that. Because I was like, what the fuck? I was like, why does those wings look Weird yeah. shit, dude. And he asks questions, like these random questions, wrestling questions, whatever, while um, they go through these five levels of hot sauce. And I got to tell you, Matt Tremont seemed more legitimate in this little fucking half hour flaming yes. table thing than any one of his fucking shoot videos. I, I noticed the same thing, dude. <laughs> I fucking noticed the same He had no control over his words. Like he almost buried a guy. 
because <laughs> some he said something about uh yeah. you know someone had uh started a rumor that he was thrown out of TNA or whatever, and he's like, oh well, I heard that guy's no longer around. He's like, good, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not even like Tremont. Like I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And uh, it, I mean, the whole thing was just you know comedic. It, you know, obviously, fucking going through those levels of hot sauce is always entertaining. And I mean, it's just Tremont's got fucking ulcers the size of his palm and he's fucking eating this stuff anyway. Yeah, bad, bad move, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not a good way to like up your funds at your. Uh, I mean, he's doing a lot of things that are really hurting this benefit show money coming in <laughs> between buying half of CZW and eating fucking hot sauces. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many charitable donations he's going to be getting, but yeah. it's really, really entertaining. Check out the Flaming Table on YouTube. Yeah, and you are that the three-legged cat. They got it from you, right? Yeah, uh, Felix, the three-legged cat, jumped off of the top of a building, um, like high fucking building in Newark. Um, fucking, he was scared on the roof. Uh, someone went to go up and get him, like fire. I, I'm pretty sure it was like a fireman went up to go get him. And he freaked and jumped off and shattered his fucking leg. And uh, somehow that's all he hurt. Because, I mean, he, he landed on the concrete. Um, this isn't like a one or two, I think higher than a two-story roof. Like, yeah. fucking high. Um, so, yeah, he took, you know, crazy, insane, over-the-top death match bump. And, wow. <laughs> I was going to say, he took a crazy wrestling. bump. <laughs> yeah. I told him when he was adopting, I said, this cat's taking a crazier bump than you ever will. Yeah. He said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's the sweetest cat in the world, you know, three-legged cat Felix. And the stipulation is if you don't finish the five wings, you have to cut a promo on the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. And Matt didn't finish it, so he had to cut the promo on the cat. Yeah. I'm actually going to uh, spice in the, the, the little clips of him him uh, getting real on the fucking on – the, on the flaming table. Because that, yeah. that was the first time I'd seen, I'd seen – uh, you know, no cuffs, Tremont come out because it's yeah. just like, yeah, fuck that dude. I was like, what? <laughs> <This doesn't happen. laughs> yeah. Usually it's, I love you, bro. <laughs> this is, fuck that dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was a TNA for two days. Man. Like, man, it was, fuck it. Pointless stay here. You know? Well, this dude said you got kicked. Oh, fuck that dude. I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, that, that fucking heat kicked in. You know? Yeah. 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 Let's, let's get into the motherfucking NGI. Uh, yeah. Trying to think if there's anything else before the show that uh that should be mentioned. I guess I don't know what part of the show this happened, but uh, the cops came at one point, which I was like, oh shit, man, they're gonna get fucking shut down, man. It's, you're, I'm watching it as, as it happens, yeah. and they fucking walked in. It was chill as shit, dude. Everybody walked out with smiles. Like, yeah, it's not bad, not that bad tonight. I was like, oh, <laughs> great, <laughs> all right, okay. continue with the show then. But uh, I mean that 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 gave me a I don't know. More hope as far as longevity for the, for the death matches because like these dudes just walked in, and they didn't give a shit at all, you know. Yeah, I don't think local authority cops are just going to be the ones to really you know lay any sanctions. I think they just you know if they see any like blatantly illegal things going on, they, I mean as far as you know building codes and shit, they're not into that as much unless you know someone sends them in for that. I think, you know, the code enforcements are the ones they got to worry about. And if someone's calling the cops, like they, the right. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened with that, dude. I think, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. From, from what I heard, it was like a girl that was passing out or something. 
I don't know if she called him or her boyfriend called him. I don't I don't know exactly what happened. It was pretty early on in the show. It was like second match in, third match in. Um actually I think it was during Gage and uh Cyclope. I think it was during okay. that match. So like fourth match in. Yeah. Um But yeah, I don't know. But I mean you figure like if they walk in and you're basically looking at a fucking murder scene, dude. Like dude, like I don't the way these rings look at these shows, it's like a fucking war. It really is. You know, like I've never seen a CCW ring look like that, even at a fucking TOD. Right. You know, like the way how much blood is left on the mat, how much glass, like it's it's unbelievable. So like when you're yeah. looking at that, when you walk in, you gotta you gotta be like, oh shit, this some shit's going down here. I gotta think that at some point or another. uh you know, one of those over there at the management have, uh, you know, touched base with the Howell Police Department and said, look, you know, just in case you get any calls, you know, we do do deathmatch wrestling, which is just a lot of blood, a lot of crazy shit. You know, it's all yeah. consensual. You know, uh, they probably at some point or another touch base with some form of authority. Yeah, so I'm it's sure not they... like a complete shock. Yeah, because you know? I think that's that would that would probably be the worst case if they walk in and they have no idea something like this is happening that's right on it. Route 9. And it's like, oh, what the fuck, dude? This right. is supposed to be arcade games. You guys are don't, you know, I'm sure they know about it. Mm-hmm. But, um. No, that kind of gave me a sense of safety as far as their uh, longevity and how many more shows I'm going to be seeing like this. So yeah. good for them, man. I mean, they, they seem like they they have it down. <laughs> so we'll see. But um, yeah, let's let's get into this show. So uh, the first match was well, uh, before we get into the first match. The show started out with Nick Gage coming out saying a bunch of dumb shit. Um, I, I gotta say, like you know, I, I criticize Gage for saying a lot of dumb shit. And I'll say this again later in the show when we get into his matches and stuff, but Gage is probably my favorite deathmatch wrestler out. His intensity is just ridiculous. Um, he just says, I mean, he, he just says some of the dumbest things ever that I have to point out. I mean, his, his promo starting the show was saying that, like, I sat in a cell thinking about what to do for you fans, and I decided to give you a deathmatch tournament. And the only way I could do that is to build my own company. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think that's what's going on here. This isn't your company. But all right. And then uh, before he leaves, he says, you know, if you guys aren't loud enough tonight, I'm going to come into the crowd and fight all of you. So, you know, just classic Nick Age. Which, which I'm going to point out later. Remember you said that. Point, I'm, I'm going to point that out later because it's, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. That he uh, said who's going to fight everyone in the crowd if, if anybody if ruins they the show. Loud enough. And, you know, again, you know, Not a lot if of they're loud enough. If anybody interferes or ruins the show, he's going to fight them. Right. Uh, so, you know, a lot of this is, you know, part of Nick Gage's character. And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's only so much that's not legit as far as him saying dumb things. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I can't take anything away from the dude in the ring. I'm a huge fan. He's fucking beyond intense. You know, you get your guys, like I, I've criticized, you know, like a Danny Havoc in the past as, as one of the craziest deathmatch wrestlers of all time. But he's got this, like, meh attitude when he goes to the ring. He really Just, does. Yeah. Like, shoulder shrugging in the middle of, like, madness. Which, you know, I guess has its own toughness to it. But, I mean, you have Nick Gage who looks like, you know... The fucking the people waiting at the doors on Black Friday before they open the fucking thing, yeah. <laughs> like like fucking <laughs> chomping at the bit to fucking dive into class, like he's fucking <laughs> you know rabid. Like that's that's some shit that'll fire any crowd up. So uh, Gage is always gonna have my respect, and you know I'll always be a fan of that dude because of the way he is intensity wise. Intensity sells me, man. I'm a, I'm a Nick Gage fan. I'm a low key fan. I mean that's. 
that's kind of like my big selling point is fucking intensity. Yeah. Schlack. That's, that's yeah. the reason Schlack. why a lot of people like him. But dude, not, not only for his intensity, like I have a ton of fucking respect for Gage for how his, his pain tolerance. I mean, we'll yeah. get into the injuries on this show, but dude, like this guy, I, I can't even imagine, you know, <laughs> like I cannot even imagine going three rounds of, of what he fucking took in the beginning. You know. Yeah. And and to his credit, too, because, you know, we've talked about this a lot as far as everyone just fucking breaking kayfabe and and just fucking blowing each other in the ring. Gage is one of those guys that, like, you, you might not know whether he likes the other guy or not because he calls him a pussy 12 times and says he's going to fucking kill him and flush his head down the toilet. And, you know, like, he, he's just fucking pretty vicious. And that's, that's, that's how I want wrestling. I want to think that this fucking guy wants to kill the other guy in the ring. Stop with the we're buddies, but we're going to bleed, buddy. Like, yeah, I hate that shit. shit. I hate that shit. So, but Gage, uh, you know, he sells that shit as a fight. Yeah, and um, I recently watched the show that uh, you kind of reviewed the um, Danny Havoc death trip, mm-hmm. and um, it was it was like the same thing, man. Danny Havoc, like he just came out, it's like man, you know, looking yeah. at the tubes, like oh, okay, this is nice. Oh, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Is a retirement match? This is this is it, right? Okay, it's just yeah. like dude, you you are very meh when it comes to you know, <laughs> yeah, man. How, how much? And I'm sure he gives a, a he, he cares a lot. Obviously, because he chokes up and he like, but he's just like, he's one of those guys that just comes off like emotionless, you know, it's just like, oh, whatever, dude, you know. Yeah, but he puts out there in the ring. I mean, the dude is, yeah, is you can't doesn't ever take that away. whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. No, I, would, I would never take away any, any credit of his in-ring performance or even him as a, as a wrestler. It's just, it's just actually, it's funny. I find it like, you know, I find humor mm-hmm. in it that he just comes out and he's just so like, eh, whatever. You know? I'm sure that's by design too, but I to me like that just doesn't grab me the way that like you know somebody's intensity does. You know yeah. they're out there looking to rip a guy apart. You know. Yeah. Even um, well he's actually he's like more intense like outside of the ring. You know, <laughs> like Danny Havoc as far Danny. as like yeah, but, like when you like talk to him like you know in the parking lot or something like that. He's a super nice guy. Like, oh, thank you, sir. You know, it's just like dude, you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. He's like a lot louder and a lot more comfortable. It seems like talking to people like outside, yeah. You know, making an in-ring entrance because the entrance, like I was watching at, uh, I think it was like the the Art of War show, show, and um, you know, the way he came out, he just like he and you know, since we had just talked about this, I was I was paying close attention to how, you know his entrance and stuff. He really did just come out just like pounding like barely, just like man, yeah, yeah. it's the gauntlet. Yep. He walks up like he's showing up to a bar and yeah. he, he nods his head to a couple guys like, hey, you again. Yeah, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on? I told you I was showing up tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's right. Got an extra beer, dude? It's Thought cool. I wasn't going to be here. Fuck you. Dude, just, just meet me in the lot after this match. We should, we should wrap it up. You know, It's <laughs> not too bad. Points at a guy in the back. Hey, you still with her, huh? Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just... He's just kind of fucking, you know, happy to be there. Definitely not too shocked by the things that are around him. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> just looking no. at razor boards. Mm-hmm. That's all right. All right. Lou, you cool. still got to a four local. That's cool, dude. All right. Got razor boards. Oh, we got scissors. I don't, I don't know about that, but that's all right. It's scissors. Who with the hats? Always wearing hats. That guy over there. No all big right. deal. No big deal. <laughs> oh, how f- you're still pregnant? How far along? Three dollar pretzels. What the fuck? That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> 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 no, we we love Danny, man. It's just it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> his uh his reaction is funny. 
But um, yeah, man, Gage is the most fucking intense man in, in wrestling right now. Other than <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar, that's I don't even put fucking Gage up there with intensity with Brock. You know, yeah. his fucking entrance. I mean, his entrance is is still old school. You know what I mean? Like his mm-hmm. entrance is is what you would have gotten in fucking like you know 1996 in fucking ECW when people got really hyped. That's what you still get from it. You know what I said? I said this a while back, and it it rings true. It, continually but uh he, he's the stone cold steve austin of death matches yeah absolutely absolutely you know, yeah that absolutely. you know that badass gimmick that don't give a fuck fuck authority fuck everybody yeah fuck hulk hogan for that matter yeah. he's throwing that out there quite a bit yeah and, and honestly dude much respect to him for being loyal he's he's you know we've we've mentioned joey being a loyal guy you know yeah. which is i don't agree with a lot of shit that he does uh he is he is a very loyal wrestler, you know, like when he's dedicated to a company, he fucking he sticks by him, which I respect, you know. And unlike Stone Cold Steve Austin, he may have robbed a bank, but he hasn't beat women, to yeah. my knowledge. That's true. That's true. But um Ga- Gage is one of those guys that's that's very loyal. Obviously, you know, you saw that through the years with CZW. Um and you're seeing it right now with GCW. You know, I just I watched that uh um what is it, Vicious Outcast Wrestling, VOW. Yeah. I just watched that tournament where he, uh, I guess he substituted somebody from Canada against John Wayne Murdoch. Yeah. And, um, you know, he came out with a GCW shirt. Anywhere he gets booked, he's, he's repping GCW, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he scared the shit out of a woman that was working at a bank that day. But, you know, <laughs> sure, yeah. completely different than beating a woman. So. Right. I'll give him that much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all right, let's get into the show. The show started out with a uh, motherfucking schlack and a goddamn no-rope barbed wire match and light tubes and all kinds of other shit against uh, the champion, Matt Tremont. The title was mm-hmm. on the line. Um, <laughs> fucking match started out with a bundle of tubes instantly, which mm-hmm. fucking riled up the crowd. I thought, I thought that was awesome. Um, I, it had like an old-school feel to it. That's why I liked it a lot, you know, because like, uh, like they were doing a lot of the, the old-school barbed wire taunts and shit, you know, wrapping it around the head. You don't see that much anymore, like when they, when they put it in the mouth and stuff like that. Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's just like big spots. They'll get like a barbed wire table and just slam somebody through it. But you don't see like the old school, you know, fucking um, shit they used to do. So uh, I definitely like that. Uh, Schlack fucking cut himself instantly. I don't know if you saw that on his stomach. But, yeah. Uh, Tape that shit up like instantly. You started fucking was, gushing. Was that from the, the ropes? Because he I took like so. the whip into the ropes and I mean. Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the barbed wire cut him because he didn't take anything else really it was you know. yeah it was like those bundles and it was two consecutive like whips into the ropes where he took it like head on right and then a minute later he was like at first he was painting his face with the blood that was coming out of his stomach and then yeah. i guess he awesome. realized it's not stopping so he's gonna tape it yeah yeah, yeah i don't think he realized how, how deep it was until uh you know <laughs> it stopped leaking that was awesome though it's, it's like little shit like that that i like about schlack you know fucking putting the war paint on with the blood yeah and just ruthless man first fu- fucking first round in this dude has like a, a fucking bullet wound in his stomach he fucking you know rubs the blood on his face and says let's go man that's what that's what the fuck i want from a deathmatch tournament you know yeah i don't want fucking dudes smashing light tubes on their own head before the match starts and fucking you know shaking hands and hugging trading phone numbers right before my eyes. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. I don't need to see this. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was, it was good shit though. I, Tremont cut off like one side of the ring, the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like Schlack did like Irish whip and he kind of just, just fucking fell through the ropes. Kind of like an old school, you know, Lobo spot or fucking cactus Jack spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was dope. Cause we, we haven't really seen that. I, I mean, I'm sure we have, I'm probably just forgetting. I haven't seen that for a while though. Like, actually just take all the fucking ropes with him, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So that that was really cool. But uh, I like the bag over the head too. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't do anything. The visual is fucking cool as shit, though. You know, it looks it looks it makes him look like a maniac. It looks like he's trying to kill his opponent. Right. <laughs> you it makes know, him look like a fucking maniac. Just take out a plastic bag, fucking puts it over, you know, Tremont's head, and then he fucking smashes the light tube over. It's just like, yeah, this dude is fucking nuts. You know, and, and then sure, this wasn't you know like the best match they'll have. I'm sure if they had like a if this was like a main event to a card, they would go all out. You yeah. know, it's first round. I, I I enjoyed it. I don't really have anything uh bad to say about it. Yeah, it was alright. I yeah, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. As you said, if it was a main event or something, they would have went more all out. You know, with a guy like Schlack, it's it's a tough first round match. The whole card is tough because I mean it was stacked from top to bottom. Yeah. So it, it's tough to say who's gonna go out and then like how do you have Schlack go out without like an absolute war going on? So it's it's tough, but you know, Tremont's gotta go two more rounds, so you know, how much can you do in order to justify Schlack going out without, you know, making it so Tremont can't go on? So it, yeah. it's a tough spot they were in. No rope barbed wire does kind of limit you. Sure. Um, there's really only so much you could do with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was all right. But would you would you say delivered for, for a first round tournament? Because, I mean, I, I, I thought it was I thought it was. Dope for a first round because you can't you can't expect like some real crazy shit first round especially when you know well, Tremont's just coming off of a fucking almost dying a month ago you know yeah and having to well, go three rounds you know I don't know I I wasn't a big fan of the first two matches first round um they were alright but not you know nothing I was crazy about yeah the next the next match I I'd agree with you on but this this one I don't know I, I enjoyed it the the back and forth headbutts were pretty fucking brutal I don't know how they sounded on on uh, tape. Mm. But um, in the place you, you tell it was definitely full on contact, um, and then uh, the one botch that that I thought was awful was uh, Schlack went for like a German suplex, mm-hmm. and he just like he couldn't get him up or something. He just rolled him. <laughs> yeah. just, like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that was, dude. But that was like the yeah. only spot that uh, that was like really like a botch in this. That um, Matt Tremont did like a Death Valley driver through the tubes that were like stacked on top of chairs, and then uh. He put them through another fucking barbed wire board with another Death Valley driver and pinned them. So yeah. two in a row. Oh, that was all right. But next one we had uh, Miedo Extremo against uh, G Raver in a Cinder Blocks and Light Tubes match. What were uh, what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, it, it was all right. It had a couple good spots in it. Um, that fucking that handspring botch was one of the funniest fucking yeah. things I've ever seen. I mean, dude hit a fucking handspring off the ropes, and he was supposed to hit some kind of, I guess, you know, corkscrew, tumbleweed fucking kick on, on G-Raver, and yeah. he completely fucking missed him, and like a second later, G-Raver just bumps. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Dude, he sold a toe, man. He it was him with toe. so fucking funny. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, it, you know, like I said, there was a couple... Of, there's some shit, like, he does, like, that... G Raver was kind of sort of going for that same thing that he completely yeah murdered himself on tournament of death with yeah and then he like went to the top rope and then I guess maybe at that moment decided this is a terrible idea and just smashed the light tubes with cinder blocks on him and let it drop yeah and then just did like you know the back bump on him but it it seemed like completely pointless. Uh, yeah, maybe you should abandon that spot. I mean, he does so many other good things in the ring. I really like G Raver's work, but that spot where he lays the fucking guy across the thing, then gets a cinder block with the light tubes, tries to climb it, balance it on the guide, and the back bump, and it's like that shit. It's a lot of work for nothing. 
Well, it's it's just it's hard to balance it. You know, you're yeah. balancing a fucking cinder block on a dude's back. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually I wrote that down and um and you can just completely see him just change his mind when he went up there. He's like, yeah. Man, I'm, not, I'm not dying he tonight, must have man. saw like an instant replay of fucking dying at tournament of yes. death real quick and was like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with me? Well, I was, I was asking, I'm thinking to myself, like, why is he about to do this again? Like, <laughs> dude, you know, this isn't going to work, you know? Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I've seen him do it with like, uh, just like, you know, without anything. And it uh, obviously then it'll work, you know, yeah. I'm sure if you like lay somebody across like a table or a, you know. I don't know, put somebody through a tube table or something, but like with a cinder block or light tubes, it's hard to balance shit Maybe out. You do it with a chair or yeah. something, you know, something. But yeah. I, I was just intrigued. Like maybe he's done this a million times. And the one time he fucked it up was TOD. Here's the redemption. And I'm like, no, it's, yeah. this, this isn't good. Sure but, enough. um, I thought this was a, this was a, it was, it was an okay match, you know, compared to everything else. It wasn't like bad or anything. But um, I thought it was a good move putting these two guys together because G Raver is probably the only one that can that can work that lucha libre style. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a good good uh mesh of styles, if you will. Um, and you know, same thing with the last show, like Arrow Boy, they put in with G Raver. Um, yeah. Because you can you can do that style, so you know. I think uh, I think it's good that they're kind of bringing these Mexican guys in and letting them uh work with G Raver. But yeah, they they started lucha libreing around. And started fucking trading a bunch of light tubes, obviously. Um, one thing I did like about this is, is G-Raver did like a suicide dive to the outside that barely like mm-hmm. contacted the dude. Yeah. And he saw that he was selling it. So like he was smart enough to punch him as he's going down to at least like, yeah. you know, get get something in there. Was this the one with the weed whacker? It was, yeah. 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 I thought that was a little bit of a, you know. Yeah. That, that, promoting stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a Mexican dude box man, <laughs> but uh, I like the the drop kick from the apron to the floor. Um, that that looked like it hurt G Raver a lot more than it would hit <laughs> Strewo. Yeah. You know, doing a drop kick and fucking bouncing off your back. Yeah, you gotta um, land somehow. Yeah, I instantly saw saw a J Cat at TOD moment when uh, they were like setting up the barbed wire board that was leaned up against the guardrail. Yeah, you remember that? I was like, ah, oh, dude, someone someone's about to get sliced. <laughs> yeah, but um. Couldn't have a new better crowd. Man, then, <laughs> and then they brought they brought a goddamn weed whacker out, which uh, you know you had to expect. It's, it's a tournament. The weed whacker's coming out eventually, and uh, this was a real weird spot because like, so Miedo's is, is standing outside with the weed whacker, right in front of this this barbed wire board that they had you know set up against the guardrail. Mm-hmm. So G Raver just decides that. The best idea that he can come up with is just to do a fucking dive over the top rope and try to, like, hit Mando, I guess. I guess squash the guy with the weed whacker. Yeah, I, I don't know. But either way, he like, and... yeah, he, like, clipped him in the leg, I think. And uh, he just kind of, like, put himself through the barbed wire uh, board. Yeah. This, this was kind of silly, but, you know, probably probably one of the, the weakest weed whacker spots that I've seen. Yeah, it wasn't well thought out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Um, tattoo needles, you know, that's, that's a given. Yeah. But, uh, I'm surprised there was no skewers on this. Obviously, you know, Masada wasn't there, but, um, well, they had the, uh, the skewer board, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like in the head, you know, the, that well, he had him in the back of his head. Yeah. Um, there's a new commentary guy on this, uh, <laughs> in this match, this guy just says, I have no idea what I'm saying right now. Isn't this, wasn't that Colin West? I don't know. 
I have no idea. I thought it was Colin West and MLJ. It may have been. I have no idea. I wasn't. I hate this commentary. I just want to point that out. I fucking hate the commentary. And you also got a holy poop. I I hate the fucking commentary. Later in the show, I don't even know what match it is. He certainly he suddenly decides that everything is making him nauseous, so he's doing like these like dry heave sounds throughout the match, and it's like get the fuck it, just get out of here, go the fuck home. Go go tell me that someone popped your tires in the in the parking lot like you did at OPW and Oh shit, I forgot about that. You know, type some shit up about how you're being hated on and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I heard about that. Honestly, I think uh the one thing I will criticize like these DVDs on is is definitely the commentary. Because I think I think like the camera work is like fucking awesome. You know, like obviously with H D and everything now, like these these indie shows are looking fucking legit now. Oh yeah. On tape. You know. Um, so the only thing is, is like the commentary, dude. I know I've I've personally recommended Monster Mac before. I've talked to Monster Mac. He wants to do it. Mm-hmm. That's such a fucking good move to do that, dude. You need somebody that that that's serious. You know, if these guys are fucking killing them, and there's so many times, and, and you know, this is like the the gimmick of GCW is to like, you know, like fuck kayfabe, let's just have fun. You know, which is which is nice in the ring, but like I don't need this on commentary, dude. I don't need this dude telling me like kayfabe aside. Uh, Teddy Hart and Joey Janela actually didn't plan out any spots for this match. It's like, yeah. oh, dude, come Don't on. That shit. How do you do that? Who the fuck says that? Legit. Yeah. Like, he literally said that shit. Like, yeah, they didn't plan out any spots or anything. This is just like, you know, off the cuff. They're just like going off each other. It's like, oh, dude. Like, I get it. Wrestlers say this to fans like one-on-one in parking lots and shit on, and on, on podcasts where, you know, where it's not supposed to be kayfabe. But on commentary, dude, I don't need this shit. Come on. Yeah. You're better than that. Yeah, it's it's just not good commentary at all. It's not, you know, really just because I don't like the people who are doing it. But, you know, there there was even a point at CZW where Tournament of Death or uh, it might even been on their regular shows. They had like an option on their SmartMark DVDs that you could just turn commentary off and you'd still have the rest of the sound. Because yeah. that's my main thing is like I want to hear the light tubes busting. I want to hear like all of that shit, the impact, the fucking headbutts. I want to hear all of that shit, the crowd reaction, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to hear them fucking just saying ridiculous things and then, then the dude's doing this like girl scream when people get like some shit they're overselling, some shit they're underselling, some shit they're just talking over rather than selling. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. It's mayhem. You know, it's it's not real no. commentary. To Speaking me, of selling. Garbage. Yeah, speaking of selling, there's actually a point in, in the commentary where he says, I promise myself not to oversell the first round. And trust me, folks, I'm not overselling. This is legitimate. It's like, dude, why? Yeah, that's just, like he like said don't... something like like the promoters like asked me to like, you know, sell like the finals. So I'm not overselling this. Like, oh, dude, I don't know. Why are you saying this shit? It's like you're reading off the fucking sheet that they gave you. Right, <laughs> like, like, this is the pep talk in the back. It, yeah. How the fuck are you talking about this? You know, so it's just I don't know. The commentary is is the absolute shit, but uh, they, the show they, is fucking great, but the the fucking commentary is brutal. I think that the other thing with commentary is they don't have a lot to say. So once they run out of like their hit their key points, they just fill it with bullshit. You know, well, they don't know like, any moves, dude. How many moves did they call during any of these matches? You know, like nothing. Because honestly, I'm not good with moves. So like when I'm watching this and I'm taking notes, I'm like. Oh shit, like I've seen that a thousand I don't know what it's called though. Why aren't they calling this so I can I know what the fuck this is, you know? Right. No there's like no nothing. Nothing at all. And then like the botches, they're trying to like cover them up like that's what was supposed to happen. And it's like okay. Yeah. I mean, 
you know. Yeah. But um, the, the finish to this was a uh, there was a fucking uh, an awesome pile driver on top of cinder blocks and tubes that that I fucking love from from Miedo. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought that that could have probably been the finish right there, you know. Yeah. And then he put like more tubes on top of them and does a fucking crazy ass frog splash, which this these were like my two favorite spots. So it ended on the right note with you know for me because it was two fucking crazy spots. And mm-hmm. after the frog splash, uh, he didn't pin him. He he won with a German suplex, which I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really get because like yeah, you just like died through like two crazy spots, but you lost to a German. I don't know, but um, the next match was a uh, Daisuke Masaoka against uh, Marcus Crane in a light tube madness match, mm-hmm. and I fucking love this match. I don't know about you, but I, I fucking I fucking love this match. Yeah, I, yeah, Marcus Crane's a fucking psycho. I mean, you, you put him in a death match tournament, he's just gonna try to. Literally die in the fucking ring. I mean, he's gonna take the craziest fucking bumps out there. I mean, he's gonna make whoever he's wrestling look like gold because he's gonna let them kill him. I mean, you know, and and this guy, you know, really showed up. I didn't know anything about him, but obviously, being you know a freedoms champion, uh, you know, he's wrestling the baddest motherfuckers in the world, the Kasai and Takeda and all of yeah. those guys over there. So um, this guy's no joke. He's clearly been through this shit before. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, Crane just continues to be like that guy that might go out in the first round, but he gives you a first round war. And this is why, you know, like not the shit on the first two matches or anything. But when you see this match and you see Gage's match, you go, OK, well, the first round can be pretty fucking brutal. So, um, yeah, this this was a clear example of what you can actually pull off in the first round. Yeah. Um. I really like uh, Marcus Crane's like new in ring gear. I don't know if you noticed that. It kind of like sets him apart. Like I like I like fucking characters. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate it. Like even though you're on the indies, you you fucking invest in yourself to, you know, buy a nice ring gear costume, whatever the fuck you want to call. It. He always has this like gas mask, and he's constantly like adding shit to it, where he's kind of looking like, you know, yeah. like a character from like Mad Max or something. The plate um, bringer. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I like shit like that. There was a bunch of fucking sick light tube trade offs. Which are uh, the first one I think caught uh, Daisuke off guard because uh, he he smashed the fuck out of him and you could tell like he, he like you know it's like a last second thing where he, he stopped and got got smashed with it. otherwise I think he was going for something else mm. but um there was a there was an awesome fucking top rope drop kick into a bundle of light tubes from yeah. uh, Daisuke that was fucking insane and um this dude can go man I mean I don't think this guy is just a fucking deathmatch guy he was doing some real nutty shit man he was doing like that uh, uh knee drop shit that he did yeah yeah that was fucking bananas i mean that's yeah no he did a he did a acai moonsault to the outside that was like a five-star fucking moonsault and i was like oh shit dude this guy's this guy can actually go like he does like high flying spots you know you can actually like wrestle um because you know like a lot of those the big japan guys and freedoms guys they're kind of like eh, you know just smash mm-hmm. tubes they take a bunch of fucking crazy shit like piranhas and dry ice and shit but they can't really wrestle you look at a guy like Jackie, you know, right? Yeah, put him, put him in a in a ring with Chris Dickinson and, and see what'll happen, right? You know? Take the twos away; it'll be terrible. Um, right. But uh, did you see the light tube wings? Yeah, that was cool shit too. Yeah, they held the big bundles out like fucking wings and smashed them together. Yeah, they had they had these bundles shaped like like actual like angel wings. And uh, he like pretended like he was flying with it, and he fucking smashed them from both sides, like Edge and Christian used to do back in the day with the table with the chair shots. Yeah, um, he smashed both sides of his head with it. Um, not all of it broke, but I, th- I thought this was a fucking 
this was a fucking cool ass spot, you know. I like I like different shit like this, you know. No matter how many tubes you've seen, you haven't seen something like this yet. Um, what else happened in this one? The the huge fucking like circular light tube bundles that they had. Um, yeah, he did like like an ocean cycle and fucking smashed them through it, and that was fucking just brutal. There was there was a ton of fucking like real brutal bundle spots in this in this match, but uh, my yeah. favorite was that drop kick, dude. That that drop kick was like. The way the tube smashed, you know, everything, like, the visual was fucking crazy. Yeah. You know? But um, anything else stood out to you on this one? Nah, it's just fucking madness. Like, is it that knee drop from the fucking apron to the outside where he just, like, rode his body into the fucking board of tubes? That's that fucking crazy. Yeah. I know he also did, a, like, a package pile driver into another bundle, which mm-hmm. was uh, fucking insane. There was, like, no botches in this match. It was, it was like, really, really good stuff. Yeah. Um. I think the the one spot that Marcus Crane had to go to the hospital for, they got cut like really bad. Um, so they had like these these bundles of light tubes that that were separated with like two boxes. I don't, I don't think they were cinder blocks. It was like just like empty. boxes. Yeah, yeah. boxes. Um, so on both sides of the boxes were bundles of tubes, and then uh, he, he does like a, almost like a drive by from the top rope or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts it puts them through the fucking tubes, which I guess you know the the Boxes being in between the tubes, kind of like smash in a different way, and they kind of lift up, you know. Yeah, and I think that's probably what caught him on his ribs or uh, on the side. But um, yeah, he fucking he he instantly grew a vagina on his ribs. Yeah, yeah. But a really dope match, man. I would I would definitely go out of my way to watch this match with uh, Daisuke and, and Marcus Crane. Yeah. And uh, next match was probably my favorite uh, first round match. I don't know. It's between this one and, and the fucking. The crane match. I can't. I, I don't. I can't tell. Yeah, both but, crazy. Um, yeah, they started out just you know old school fucking brawling all over the arena, um, bunch of fucking you know stiff elbows from Nick Gage, and then uh, Nick Gage is like pushed into the razor board. There's a ton of fucking razors in this match, mm-hmm. which for first round, dude, is is fucking insane to put razors in there. To me, you know, because yeah. um, you get you get fucking you get cut badly, man. I mean. Dude, it's it's hard to fucking no sell a, a razor board, you know. Yeah. Yeah, crazy shit, man. Uh, again, the the intensity and the gauge, you know, going into this tournament, you know, he showed up, she showed up for fucking action. Uh, he brought it first round, got everybody fucking fired up. You know, a lot of times, you know, you get three, four matches into the the card, you know, the crowd starts to slow down a little bit. You've already seen three death matches, but I mean, he's got the crowd fucking just amped at this point yeah so uh yeah it, this was a great way to finish the first round is with nick gage because that brought the crowd to their fucking feet yeah and uh when he took the razor board i guess it's it's worth mentioning that he had a fucking just like a hole in his stomach this dude mm. was just just pumping out blood for the next like six hours uh yeah. literally every round he came out dude his pants were just fucking just just dripping in blood and yeah. um, you could you could see the fucking cuts, dude. I mean, he got he got cut bad on his stomach, you know. Yeah. And probably taking a, you know, like landing on the razor boards with your fronts probably not the best idea. Like the back, I guess is probably better. Well, probably just none is probably better. You probably shouldn't be landing on razors. But um, <laughs> yeah, this was fucking this was fucking crazy, man. Because uh, I didn't even think he like landed on them that bad, you know. Because he like he kind of barely like took them, but it, it fucking got him though. You yeah. Know? And then, uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. They they got the the fishing pole, you know that spot. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of yeah, ridiculous. 
fucking fishing hook in his in his cheek. And I think he wrapped it around his head. He did, yeah. So it didn't just, like, yank his fucking cheek out right away. Right. But then he, like, held back. He went back and he actually pulled the rod and had the rod, like, bending and shit. Like, right. And then he took, like, the front flip bump. It was a cool spot. Yeah. Really innovative. You know, I've never yeah. seen really that that happen. And it was, it was funny because, like, when Gage first picked it up, like, they almost did it like he didn't know what to do with it. You know, it was like, yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And then they went for it. And I was like, "Oh shit, this dude's about to fucking yank him from the top row with the with the, with the fish hook," you know. Yeah. Uh, what else happened on this? Uh, he had his hand stomped onto razors, which yeah. I think like cut his wrist pretty badly. He had to cut an artery because he was just fucking gushing out of his hand. Yeah. Know? Just just straight squirting out blood, dude. It was fucking. It was some real nutty shit, man. Like for first round, like. You got some pretty, pretty fucking deep cuts. Hand cuts suck, too. I mean, I've gotten some pretty bad fucking scratches on my hands from cats yeah. and stuff. And, uh, I, man, they, they don't heal well because you, you're doing everything with your hands. So they keep fucking opening. So I'm sure that's probably something he's not he's not liking too much even right now, you know, because that shit just doesn't heal easy. Yeah. And then I guess uh, the end of the match, like, really fucking picked up and got, like, really intense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Nick Gage does a face wash into like fucking a, a huge tube and uh Cyclope just gets up and fucking no sells it, picks up a light tube and smashes it on himself. And usually I hate people smashing themselves with light tubes, but this this is when it's appropriate for you to do so. When you fucking when it's a match like this and the adrenaline kicks in and you just want to just go fucking nuts, you know? When he did it, dude, the fucking crowd popped like crazy. You know, it was one of those moments where like you know, everybody was like, "Oh shit, that's that's over." And then he fucking popped up and just no sold the shit out of it, you know? But uh, mm-hmm. that, shit, that shit was dope. Yeah. Yeah, good shit. And then uh, right after that, um, I think he splashed them with with a, a ton of fucking light tubes. And then Nick Gage no-sold that shit and got up. And then uh, he face-washed them with the fucking razor board, which I think got at the side, of, you know, clipped them on the side. Yeah. And, uh, he did a pile driver and a fucking powerbomb right after that. So, like, the finish on was, the like, fucking just, razor board. Yeah. yeah, like, the finish was just, like, right after each other. Face wash, tubes, face wash, razor board, pile driver, powerbomb. You're not getting upside. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the next match was uh, Joey Janela and Teddy Hart. Yeah, this, uh, I, didn't, I haven't gotten around to watching the first one that got all the acclaim, so I'm sure it was as good as everybody said it was. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of this one. Um, yeah, they, they did some good shit, but, I mean, they blew so many fucking spots. Um, you know, later in the match, he hit one of the coolest fucking Canadian destroyers I've ever seen, where he leaped off the ladder, um, it caught Joey off the top rope, but the, a big tall ladder behind the post. Leaped off of that, caught Joey off the top rope and destroy, you know, Canadian destroyer into the ring. Fucking crazy. One of the coolest destroyers I ever saw. Earlier in the match, he did another complete fucking abortion of a fucking Canadian destroyer where he jumped from the ring, springboarded to the outside. He was supposed to catch him on the apron and hit a destroyer through a ladder that was braced from the apron to the, the, the guardrail and a chair on top of it. And he did the shitty one where Teddy lands on his own back rather than getting all the way over, and it just looks like garbage. And that's, I saw, what was it, a couple matches ago, I saw Teddy doing that shit. It wasn't the Joey match because I didn't see it. Gage, maybe. Maybe the Gage one. And he just kept hitting Canadian destroyers and like. Yeah, it was was Gage. It was Gage. 
it was probably at least two out of five that he hit or three out of five that he hit would just looked like absolute shit. And, um, I just enough already with this. I mean, figure out the one that you're going to be able to hit Chris fucking do that one and, and cut it the fuck out. It, it looked like just absolute trash. So, um, and I know, you know, there's, there's some, uh, critical people involved in this match that'll probably listen to this and go, I don't see you doing any destroyers, <laughs> but yeah. I don't really give a fuck what you think. Um, it looked like shit. So I would skip doing that one in the future. Um, then, uh, Teddy botched a moonsault to the outside. The commentators try to pass it off as double stomp. Cause he completely fucking missed him. And if it was a double stomp, he missed him on that too. So yeah, I think he was going for like a double moonsault and just didn't land and just fucking kind of sat on Joey on top of the door. You know, it wasn't even a double stomp. He kind of just like landed on his ass on top of the door. Yeah. Um, and then he, he blew a reverse Rana too. That just looked fucking silly. And then, like, you know, they're chanting, you fucked up. And Teddy's pointing at Joey like he took it wrong. And it's like, eh, just this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, again, yeah, that was that part was fucking hilarious. And he's getting a you fucked up chant. And he's like, no, nah, that, that was him. Nah, he fucked up. I'm taking up. the move. OK, this is getting a little bit too fucking fourth wallish, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the chant broke out. He fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ridiculous, uh, man. So, I mean, you know, some good spots in here. It wasn't complete garbage or anything like that, but... Eh. It, was, it was a crazy match, though. They, they had a fucking... Yeah. I mean, dude, that, that fucking Canadian destroyer from the outside, that, yeah. that alone... Just awesome. Fucking just... That was, like, probably the nuttiest Canadian destroyer you'll, you're probably going to see. If- this is kind of, you know, the problem, though. You know, when you have these matches that are just full of, full of fucking spots, like, if you had, like, a, a good fucking wrestling match that... You know, they went all over the place. They did some shit, you know, um, some good in-ring bumps and stuff like that. And that was the finish. I mean, you'd call this a fucking five-star match. But when you're doing 10, 15 crazy spots in there and you're blowing eight of them, then that's that's when you got to look back and go, oh, it, were, were the ones they nailed good enough to call it a great match still? Or, or, you know, am I allowed to look at the ones that looked like shit and say, oh, this match could have been a lot better? Yeah, this was like the complete opposite of the first match, because if you watch the first match, dude, they probably did like eight destroyers and like every single one of them was fucking perfect. Yeah, I will. Um, I, I mean, I will watch it. I just haven't gotten around because with, with Teddy Hart, I don't know. It's weird, man. Like some nights he's he's on his A game and he'll he'll hit everything perfectly like that Janela match, dude, that like the last one was fucking just it was gold. You know, like it was that was magic in the fucking ring. This one, I wasn't feeling as much. Um, again, there was a fucking ton of crazy spots. I'm not trying to say it was, like, terrible or anything. But, uh, yeah, like, the double stomp through the door, that was kind of silly. I, I didn't like that. Um, I did like the the double stomp that Joey did from, like, the top rope. He, like, propped up, like, two tables or two doors, doors, I should say. Yeah, yeah on, the, on the ropes. Um, and then he had Teddy on the second one. So he double stomped him through the first one and then did, like, a fucking, like, pile driver through the second one. Right, um, like shit, like that was dope. Yeah, uh, I was alright. I didn't like the, the Canadian destroyer through the ladder in the chair. That was yeah. that was botched, and it looked like it honestly hurt a lot more than you know it, it should have. You know? Well, yeah, because then he landed on his back with Joey on top of him. I mean, yeah. that's, that's just gotta suck, and it looks like shit. So, yeah. and speaking of landing on his back, it, it seemed like Teddy was getting pissed with the glass all over the place. Did you see him? Like when he first got in the ring, he was like kicking glass all over. Was, what the fuck is this yeah. shit? You know, come on, man, sweep it yeah. up. What the fuck is this? I'm not a deathmatch guy. I didn't sign up for this shit. Yeah, well, don't they have uh, little douchebags that carry light tubes to the ring? They should be 
getting that shit out of the way as well, or yeah, are they just there to bring it to the ring? No, they're supposed to clean it up too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, just checking. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to see if there's uh anything else that. And uh, I mean, were were you upset that he didn't do any like you know, major trolling of you and blow Teddy in the ring? Or so yeah, yeah. I want I want to get to that towards the end. I want to see if there's any other uh, spots that that uh, I forgot about. I think uh, like the, the finish was was real fucking bland because like he caught him in the middle of like a canadian destroyer just kind of pinned him right and it was like the sixth like canadian destroyer in the, in the match it was that was weird yeah and then uh the fucking when they did the canadian destroyer from from the ladder to the inside of the ring the commentary goes i just pooped my pants i'm sorry i just pooped my pants yeah they don't want that on commentary dude. this is this is what i mean with the commentary and you know and then mlj's like i know he just gave him the David Russell, like, yep, I know, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, dude, I know, and it just, yep, I yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But balls, Oop, Mahoney, though, open the pants. I mean, that's got to tell you about balls at, at the dollar store. Regular Saturday, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> me an hour ago, bro, <laughs> preaching yeah, to the choir. I know, dude. I, know. I shit myself on the way here. I know, but uh, a- after <laughs> the match, they uh. They mentioned that they're going to have like a rubber match, which yeah. doesn't make sense because well, it's not this, a rubber match. Now, first, this, this, I mean, the, the dull speeches when they went into this. First, Joey did blow him. It was just after the match in a speech. Yeah. Now, I mean, let's, let's not get it fucked up. When this whole thing started, there was a little bit of a shoot to it because Joey was with Penelope and, you know, he did a run in or whatever and he kicked Penelope in the fucking face. Yeah. Like, where you were like, Shit, that's not right. <laughs> like, yeah. even amongst like what was going on, you're like, that's not was what was supposed to happen. There's no way he just kind of randomly kicked her in the face. Well, he no kind of lost it. It was like in the moment kind of thing. He lost it and just fucking like kicked her in the head. Yeah, on a run in. I don't know how you lose it right. on a run in. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like in the heat of a match. It was right, right. kind of you came out in street gear and with a mic. Like, what the fuck? It seemed pretty fucking pointless and and uncalled for. Um, so I could see why Joey was pissed off or whatever. And, the, you know, they went into, you know, crazy first match that, you know, everybody raved about. And I'm sure they, you know, gained any respect that they didn't have for each other back. Um, but in the same token, like, you know, um, Joey's going on and on about Teddy's his favorite wrestler and Teddy and Trent or why he got into wrestling. And it's... It just it takes me fucking away from it. I mean, tell me that shit in a shoot interview fucking three years later um, or even go on like a podcast and put the guy over or something like right after a fucking match where you're supposed to be trying to hurt each other. Stop with the getting on the mic and telling him how much you love him. I fucking hate it. I despise it. Um, So he does that. He blows Teddy and blows Teddy. Then Teddy gets on the mic and he's blowing him. And and then he says, you're you're good. You're good at uh, busting your ass out there and you're good for getting a girl over who's perfectly useless, but beautiful over like a porn star in every company you go to. And it's like to me, I I don't agree with that shit at all, because first off, like, look, I'm not the biggest women's wrestling fan in the world uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um well, Penelope, like, like whether she was with Joey Janela or not, she did, you know, some spots in the fucking Zandig match where she took fucking light tube shit. You know, she didn't have to do that. You know, you could be a valet without taking any of that shit. Um, 
she took the fucking thing in Beyond where she took a handspring f- gore from fucking uh, Monster Mac and made it look like fucking murder. I mean, obviously, Monster Mac hitting her fucking upside down <laughs> didn't <laughs> didn't give her many options of it looking like murder. But, um, I mean, he hit that same spot on, uh, what was that fucking dude, um, uh, Desmond Xavier. And Penelope shit looked way crazier just because... She's a little girl just getting fucking destroyed by this dude. She's taking quite a few spots and, you know, she could have just floated by on just looking good and everything. And and I think she's put out a lot more effort and deserves a little bit more credit than like, you know, hey, she was out there with Joey and she's useless. And Joey got her over like a porn star in every building like eh, that. That's a little fucking much. But again, Teddy, I mean, says retarded things and does retarded things and. That's kind of what he's known for. I, I just, I didn't agree with him on that whatsoever. And, uh, you know, I mean, he just, he went on and on, you know, put over Benoit during his fucking rambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so hates the fucking girl. Benoit's a great guy. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Benoit busted his ass, but that girl's useless. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, and then. Says, you know, because Joey's like, you know, I, I, we obviously we need a rubber match. We need a rubber match because, you know, we, we've had the two matches, any kind of match, whatever you want. Name the stipulation. We'll do it. The fans are chanting fucking steel cage, steel fucking cage, steel fucking cage. Teddy at the end of his rambling says Jack Evans always wanted to work here. And uh, I say we make the rubber match a three way. And it's like, yeah, OK, that's that's not the way it works. I mean, if you guys are fucking tied 1-1, you don't add a third person to the match. What the fuck? That's not even a... a his yeah. math isn't very good. Yeah. Um, all right, so let, let me let me get into this real quick. Uh, me, personally, I, I'm fucking... I'm hyped for the three-way. Does that make sense? No. I'm hyped for the three-way, but it's not a rubber match. Yeah, it's not at all. But uh, I'm definitely... I'd, I'd rather see the three-way than, than see Joey Janela and Teddy Hart three. Um, to be honest, I'd, I'd rather just. Plus, I'm a I'm a big fan of you know Jack Evans, and I'd like to see him back on the East Coast. Um, I haven't seen that dude for probably for like ten years, you know, back here. Um, so that'll definitely be cool. Uh, me, I actually I I love the fucking promos, dude. I I actually I thought it was good that Joey basically said he he looked up to him because I think it added to the storyline. It added you know depth to it because like it's like yo, this is like, and I believe him. I believe because I I see a lot of Teddy Hart and Joey Janela. You know, same kind of fucking attitude. You know, they just do spots for spots, you know. This, this, Joey Janela is basically the 2017 Teddy Hart, if you will. There's a lot of fucking, you know, they have a lot in common, dude. I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. Especially with the spots. Like, just, just doing spots for the sake of spots and wanting to go viral. You can't tell me, like, if, if uh, you know, going viral was a thing back when Teddy Hart was doing Jersey All-Pro and Ring of Honor and shit like that. He wouldn't be trying to go viral like Joey Janela is every week by jumping off cages and roofs and all kinds of crazy shit. That's that Teddy Hart. That's exactly what he would do. Yeah. You know? So I think um, I, I do see a lot of similarity. And I, I believe him. I believe that he probably looked up to Teddy a lot. You know, he used to he used to fucking go to the, you know, railway shows in Jersey all pro. I'm sure he's seen Teddy a fucking a ton of times. And, you know, Teddy was saying that he remembers him from the shows him fucking, you know, buying tickets and all kinds of shit. I don't I don't doubt that for a second. Um, I do another think- another line. Teddy says, sorry, but another line. Teddy, I just remembered he goes, 
yeah, you know, we're out here busting our ass and everything, and I can't imagine what shit jobs you guys are working the fucking oh, yeah, And I'm like, I'm like, hold on, motherfucker. You're telling me everybody here needs it. This is why I also don't belong in this fucking crowd, because, like, you're just saying, like, yeah, I can't imagine the shit jobs you guys are fucking working just to pay to watch us, and it's like, all right, all right maybe not everyone hates their fucking job here. Yeah, I, I, I got what he was trying to say, you know? Yeah, he's just fucking dull. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with the with the promos at all, man. I fucking. I I actually really dug in promos. Um, other than like Teddy Hart saying like you know the Benoit thing that that I, I was just like eh, yeah, dude. We don't really do. We really need a Benoit reference right now. Like, it's <laughs> really kind of kind of out of pocket right now. But um, you know he's 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 fucking exciting, man. I'm, and uh, he kind of brings that intensity too in a, in a different way. You know, he's not intense like Gage. He's intense as far as like going into shoot mode. You know, that's what he's known for. It's just like going out there, just fucking cutting his own promo. Doesn't give a shit what the storyline is. Any of that. He just doesn't give a fuck at all. What controversy sells. And as far as that type of thing, that's what he's built his career off of. It's like controversy yeah, and being like loose cannon, even despite what the, the promoter wants. That, that's the big difference, I think, with Joey and um and Teddy. Even though Joey's doing like spots, like the other guy's in on it. <laughs> like Teddy was doing right. fucking moonsault off the cage while everybody was like, dude, fucking stop it. And he's just like going up. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, do we catch him or let him die? And you're like, I guess we'll fucking try to catch him. And yeah. People are getting hurt and shit. He's just like fucking flipping off the cage. And yeah, I mean, Teddy just kind of took business into his own hands a little more. I, I'd say, even though, you know, he, he's doing a lot of shit that I don't like, I, I'd say Joey's more professional. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I don't think there's, I think, I think Teddy's at a good place now, you know, as far as, the, the promotions that he does work for. Um, you know, he hasn't like no showed any of the shows or anything. Yeah. But, um, it's not many though. You know, he's not working all the companies he used to. Well, he's apparently working more than I thought. He's, he had a double shot that day. I didn't, I didn't even know you existed. Yeah. You know? But he was working ring of honor and CCW right. and, uh, you know, he was, he was getting around that way. At, at one point he was TNA. Yeah. Jersey championship wrestling, Jersey all pro. PWG. Yeah. And now it's, I mean, it's few and far between as far as, you know, the bigger East Coast ones. And, yeah. you know, I don't see him in AAW or any of those type of things either. So, yeah, well, I'll probably, probably get there eventually. Yeah. Um, I wonder if like PWG would bring a Teddy Hart in. Apparently not. I mean, they definitely have the ability to if they right. want. I and mean, especially with Jack Evans being there, you know. Yeah, I feel like they've just decided not to have that headache at some point or another. Yeah. It's like, do we want one guy that thinks he's the whole fucking show, or do you want to just keep doing what we're doing? Yeah. No, but maybe we'll see it one day. Who knows? But, uh, yeah. Yes. yeah so, three way, I guess it's at the next show, I believe. I'm guessing. I don't know. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the three way. And, um, let's get, let's get into this whole thing. Cause obviously, like, Joey Janela, um, you know, like, he had a whole issue with, you know, us not liking dick spots and, mm-hmm. like, like all kinds of like weird shit. Like it's not even just dick spots. I should just say just just ridiculous spots in general. You know the whipped cream, fucking a- any of that shit, dude. I'm I'm just not into it. You know, and um obviously you know I'm not gonna rehash the whole thing. We spent fucking hour and a half on the on the Wednesday show, and we spent a good fucking thirty minutes talking about it on the last show. But um, mm-hmm. so you can always go back and, and reference those if you missed the whole thing. But uh, yeah, I mean he just has an issue with with people not liking. You know, whatever is, is dished out on their plate. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of these wrestling fans, they're kind of like, yes, men. They'll just, just, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, right. You know, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm, I'm not like that. And I know J cat's not like that. Right. So you're not, I'm a grown man, dude. I'm not gonna just, just fucking clap for you when you, when you tell me to clap for you and fucking chant your name when you want me to chant your name and all that kind of shit. I don't like something. I don't like something, you know? Yeah. And, and I think honestly, like we're, we're pretty fucking honest on this show. Like, you, I've so. given this example all the time. Like you don't, you don't like the owners of Game Changer, but like you'll Hate put them, them over for having good, good shows. You know, yeah. Like, if I that's keep, not fair. I don't know what fair means. You know. Yeah, I keep saying I, I, I hope that one of the Game Changer Wrestling upcoming shows is a tribute show to one of their dead owners. Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, you know, and I hope it's a good show. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's o- not overall, both sides. Though. Even even with like DJ, you know, like we'll say it's, it's a good show when it's a good show. Like we're, we're not like biased. I don't think we're biased in any way towards any fucking wrestler or promotion or anything, you know. Nah. Um. But yeah, so the whole thing was Joey was basically saying he's gonna switch up the match and he's gonna do a bunch of gay shit now to kind of like irritate me, the one fan in the crowd that apparently has a problem with this. Um. So he was basically trolling, saying, you know, I I, I can't wait to show you macho men. You know, some some cool shit and make out with you at GCW and all kinds of shit. Right. So uh, Joey, Joey was pretty late to the tailgate thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm out there, you know, I'm eating whatever the fuck we're doing at the time. And then uh, my girl says, hey, he just gave you like the dirtiest look ever. And I'm like, oh, who, are you, who are you talking about? And then she's like, Joey, you just walk by. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that's kind of expected. You know, we did spend like an hour and a half going back and forth with this dude. So I don't expect him to come up and shake my hand immediately or anything like that. So it is what it is. Then. uh I think I was I was grabbing some uh some salsa from Joe and um I I think that's when it was. Mm-hmm. And then so Joey comes up and he says, Oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> You're in the fucking right place. Like, but I'm hungry for dick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, man. You've been saying it all week. This is this is a known fact now. This is nothing new. And uh, you know, just like constantly like we like try to like troll and you know, all the gay shit. Um to me that that doesn't fucking bother me, dude, because like you're not you're not playing with my dick. You're not putting your dick on me. So I don't, I don't fuck it. it. Doesn't it? Doesn't do anything to me personally. You know, like if you want to grab some dick, that's your thing. You know, not trolling me. It's kind of trolling yourself. You know, I'm not, I'm not really taking an L either way in this. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 nothing serious. You know, he's fucking around. You know, and for the most part, we're we're, we're fucking around on the show. It's just, I'm just giving my opinion. You know, some shit's funny. Yeah, obviously, you know, there's a a little bit of an exaggeration and a little bit of like a going over the top like i just said i want the owners to die i don't you know generally don't need people to die but you know it works a little better in the flow of conversation for me (laughs) just just to wish people to die (laughs) yeah i mean i I like the way it fits into a conversation to each their own you know what i mean but uh i mean that's not something i really spend like large periods of my time like really hoping someone passes away but um you know, um, and, and the thing with, you know, the Joey and the dick spots and this, I don't like the gay shit. I just don't like it. It's not something I like for my entertainment. I mean, if you're going to make it a permanent staple of your life to walk around and say you suck cock, then I I mean, that's definitely not on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Shaheen's saying, I'm pretty sure that's a bad look on you and not somebody else. Like, dude, you don't like watching people suck dick and that's what i do it's like well then fuck it i mean that's <laughs> and then i guess that's that's what and honestly, i guess i'll honestly, avoid watching you then fuck it i mean if that's you you might suck a dick then i'm gonna watch you less often right right <laughs> because yeah and honestly i'm I'm glad he didn't do any uh 
weird spots in the match because like it's just it's so ridiculous to do that you know like to actually like put in the spot and change the pace of the match just to like troll the one dude with a podcast that criticized like dick spots like that is the most ridiculous and like imagine saying that to like to your peers if you're a wrestler like yeah dude i'm gonna change this match i'm gonna you know the douche he's hot tag you've been on the show before right yeah just fucking he doesn't like dick spots i'm just gonna do a bunch of dick spots now it sounds ridiculous. Like, if you yeah. say that to one of your fucking like wrestlers, then look, dude, you're a clown. Why would you do that? Like all it would change for me as far as Joey playing this gimmick where he likes to suck cock is if we were standing around like in a parking lot before a show or something like that. Not that I attend shows, but just hypothetically speaking. And we're standing in the crowd and someone said, hey, there's Joey Janelle over there. Before I turned around, I say, is he sucking a dick? Jesus and then, it, you know, that way before I turn around and see something I don't want to see. Right. I'll know, you know, because that's if that's the gimmick he's running with. I got to ask that question before I turn around and say, oh, yeah, that that is Joey. Yeah. Just I just got to make it clear. You know, is that something he's doing right now? If not, then, hey, Joey, what's going on? Yeah. And you know? it's, it's, it's like part of his like Internet gimmick. He, he loves he loves trolling people. You know, like, I get it. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. If that's what he calls a good time, then. Do your thing, and enjoy yourself, man. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that love their dick suck. <laughs> Just make sure you're not eating ghost pepper before you do it. Him and him and Louie will fucking tag team out there. <laughs> I'm still I'm still waiting for the uh, gay Louie moment of the week. I was actually talking to him about it at the show. I was like, dude, you gotta enjoy <laughs> some 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 content this week, man. We're doing a yeah, gay we got, Louis of the week. We gotta put a little now. bit more uh, effort into that because we just didn't put it together. But I mean, every single week he talks about blowing somebody and. <laughs> You know, yeah. and then we just got to find, you know, you could find a Louie moment and then I'll find something gayer in wrestling. That's, you know, because every week it's like, dude, this guy just see eight whipped cream out of the other guy's ass. Like, seriously, yeah. fucking no bullshit. Well, clearly Louie lost that week. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. There's nothing he could have said on the Internet that would have been gayer than that shit. So, yeah. uh, you know, he'll win some, he'll lose some. All right, let's let's get into the second round matches. We had yeah. uh Matt Tremon and Miedo Extremo in a gusset boards match. It was a start out as a brawl over. Um, Miedo kind of like rolled into like a razor board, which uh, cuts him, obviously. Um, Tremon gets gets fucking – he lands on the gusset plates and they actually like – the board like gets stuck to him. Yeah, it was stuck um, to his back. and Yeah, which was fucking just brutal. Dude, Tremont went through a lot of shit. Same with Gage, man. Honestly, both of them through this fucking tournament, they took some of the worst shit, you know? Yeah. Some some real fucking brutal shit. We're talking gussets and fucking, you know, razors, razors and yeah. barbed wire and glass and fucking Kenzons. Like, yeah, dude, this is no no fucking joke, you know. Um, he put the skewers board on top and smashed like a chair on top of it. Yeah, a bunch of them like fucking ended up in his neck and back and shit, dude. It's fucking just disgusting, you know. But uh, just as, as violent as you can pretty much get. And uh, I fucking loved it, man. I thought I thought this was this was a good showing for uh, Miedo. I think this was a lot better than the G Raver match. Um, obviously, it's second round, so they're gonna kind of go all in. But yeah, and at some point, uh, Tremont took the Kenzin too. Yeah, they both did actually. Well, after the match, he took the fucking Kenzin and pounded it into his own head. Did he? I didn't yeah. even notice that. Did he? Oh, it's retarded. Yeah, he he was like fucking smashing the thing, just trying to like knock one out. Yeah, <laughs> like he took a while to like get it out of the board, and then he. Popped it into his own head. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's bizarre. But, uh, yeah, the Kenzon boards. I'd never seen Kenzon boards before. Yeah. <laughs> never seen that before. That's a first. Just some some real crazy, crazy fucking shit. 
Um, but before the Kenzans, uh, Miedo hits Tremont with like a two by four, very similar to the Masada and Danny Havoc with the yeah. gusset plates and fucking dude. Not as bad as Masada, but pretty fucking bad, man. He started instantly gushing out blood out of his arm. So props to Tremont, man. I mean, Kenzans and fucking taking that fucking gusset two by four to the arm and then going into the finance. Dude, that's a, that's a lot to take on, you know? Yeah. That's, that's fucking, that's pretty brutal. But uh, there's a frog splash. Miedo does a frog splash onto a, you know, a bundle of tubes. I guess that's like his like finishing move. I guess that seems mm-hmm. to be the case. Um, then the Ken's on board and the gussets come into play. He fucking pours out a bunch of gussets out of a bucket. Um, and then finally the finish is uh, like Matt Tremont does like a fireman carry onto the gusset board for the win. But uh, the Kenzons are fucking disgusting, dude. They're just brutal. Yeah. And if you don't know what Kenzons are, it's like this like. Uh, it's a it's like circular like metal piece that's got a bunch of spikes coming out, and I guess like in Japan they use it to to put like you know flower arrangements. Yeah, 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 like fake flowers together. So, but yeah, Tremont goes to the finals. Um, any other thoughts on this match? No, I just I mean crazy shit. What did you think of the Mexicans so far? Because this is the last match with the uh, DTU guys. What They're good. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean doing nutty shit out there, and uh, yeah, I like their performances. No, I actually I didn't know they were uh, other than that fucking handspring. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know shit happens, dude. <laughs> You're gonna have a few botches every show. Yeah, yeah. But um, I I especially like Ciclope. I thought that dude was fucking just nuts. You know, mm-hmm. he's like the little guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yo, that dude, that dude's got some fun, some fucking energy in him. Him and Gage, man, that was that was like one of my favorite matches of the night. That was fucking, that was awesome. And uh, those guys, they work with a lot of people, man. Super crazy and Damien 666 and fucking, I guess they did a bunch of stuff in Freedoms and Big Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of came up under like Violento Jack and Arrow Boy and guys like that. So they're all from the same promotion. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for a uh, new exposure to new talent from, from different um, companies. But that's that's one thing I like about GCW is like they introduce a lot of new people, you know. Yeah. Um, like I'd never known who Keith Lee is until I saw him in person. Hmm. At you know GCW and what do you know? Two months later, the guy blows up. Um, these guys, I had no idea who the fuck they are. Daisuke Masawaka, no idea who the fuck he was, and I'm, I'm a fan now. You know, yeah. Um, so it's it's cool to like expose um, us to new talent from across the world that we may not necessarily get every day. So it's good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have to quiet this dog down. But yeah. uh, let's go on to the next match. We had uh, Nick Gage going against Daisuke Masaoka. In a light tubes ladder match. And this was fucking brutal. Yeah. My God. And do you, do you see the trend here? Whenever they bring in like foreign talent, first round it's Marcus Crane, second round it's Gage. Yeah. That seems to be the case. Works out great. Yeah. Same thing with Takeda. Those are the same exact, you know, arrangement as far as matches. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to go through something really crazy in the first round with, with Marcus. And then, you know, you got your dream match, you know, second round with the uh, Nick Gage matchup. Yeah, but what were your uh, overall thoughts on this match? Any any spots that really stood out to you? Just crazy shit. Uh, I lose track of a lot of the spots. There's just so much fucking going on. By the end of this show, it's just like, oh, that's just fucking nuts. That's nuts, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I run out of things to say with some of these reviews because it's just death match after death match. This is how their fucking normal shows are, too, which is, you know, a little bit more of a problem. Obviously, a tournament's going to be exactly this. And, you know, this, this tournament didn't upset, uh, didn't let down one bit. Uh, crazy. I mean, uh, the lineup is great. You know, uh, we 
predicted this exactly the exactly. way it went. Yeah. Same uh, with like, TOS. TOS. The whole fucking thing. Yeah. And uh, you thought maybe Gage was going to win this, but I mean, you know, I called it exactly how it went. And I mean, I didn't think knowing how it was going to go was any bit of a disappointment. And I mean, they even really fucking when they went in and they went into the uh, the Gage promo, I, they fucking told you what was going to happen. That was after we even did the show. And um He's calling out Tremont. Like he's going to fuck Tremont up. And it's like, dude, you're not even scheduled to fight him on this thing. Like, I know yeah. Tremont says this is his last tournament, but you're talking about what you're going to do to him. And it's like, I mean, you just told us the fucking finals. So yeah. it was really obvious. I don't think there's there's any right. other match you could have really put on. Um, like I said, despite knowing it, I didn't think you'd be upset in, in any way because it, it was right. fucking perfect. So yeah. it, it worked out great. And um yeah, this match was nuts. Yeah, I remember uh, like the first spot of the match was like a backdrop, and he like hit the apron, and he wasn't even supposed to smash the tubes. <laughs> he like, just landed on the tubes. Um, Gage and him actually did a lot of like good wrestling in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he did like a like a Sabu fucking dive over the barricade, which I, I hadn't seen Gage do too many of those. Yeah, uh, switching it up a little bit. He does a Joker driver through a, like yeah. like a pallet that was fucking covered in tubes, and then his it, you know. Masaka, when he, when he fucking got up, dude, his back was just fucked, you know? Yeah. Did, like, a spring elbow drop from the top, and then uh, he set up the ladder afterwards. I like that that elbow drop that he did, uh, Masaaka. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's, like, a high flyer, but he, he does some pretty cool shit with the, with the, you know, aerial moves and all that stuff. But um, I think there was, a, there was a ladder that was covered in tubes, wasn't there? There was, like, bundles taped to the ladder. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then he did like a Jeff Hardy spot where he basically just like climbed the ladder and just like fell down, you know, with the ladder and just smashed it on top of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that shit was fucking crazy. And then his hand was obviously gushing in the previous match. I don't know if you saw it on camera, but um, his hand was fucking just just a wreck. Yeah, I didn't see it quite as much. You sent me the picture and you could see it like squirting out of his hand. I didn't really see yeah. that on the, the video, but obviously that's, that's what was happening. His hand and his stomach, like when he came out second round, his stomach was just fucking just just leaking, you know, like way before the match, just leaking. It was fucking crazy. But I mean, this is coming from a guy that literally died at a tournament. So uh, what do you know? But uh, I think the final spot was Masaoka. He set up like four chairs um, and then he like, you know, propped open like a like a door on top and he put a bunch of tubes on there and then uh, Gage power bombed them through it. And then. uh that was a finish, but this this was fucking brutal, man. This and um the Marcus Crane match were probably my favorite ones, and and the Gage and Ciclope, the, mm. the three as far as you know second round and first round. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we probably had your favorite match tonight. We had Jimmy Lloyd against Brandon Kirk in a smash tubes for the fuck of tubes match because there was nothing that made sense here. Didn't watch it. <laughs> Didn't watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh. Yeah, there's just uh, there's not even it's not even worth to get into spot. They, they just smash tubes for like ten minutes straight. That's, That's literally it, it's just insane amount of tubes just smashing it just just for the fuck of tubes. Cool. Yeah. And they they probably had four hundred tubes at the show. No joke, because somebody donated two hundred in the morning, and I saw fucking fans bringing bundle after bundle after bundle. It was just fucking nuts. Amount of light tubes is absolutely insane. Um. So I, I never really believed those 400 light tube matches. Because, like, when you see that many light tubes at a show, you're like, yeah, dude, you're not using all that in one match. Get the fuck out of here. You know? Nah. Not happening. But uh, 
I guess this is worth mentioning as far as this match. John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley kind of did like an invasion angle. As I was skimming through to fast forward past this match, I saw them in the ring. Reed Bentley is just getting tremendously fat. Well, he always was like chubby, wasn't he? Nah, not really. Really? I mean, there was definitely one point where he was. When we first debuted with like the rejects, he was like, because he was younger though. But I mean, the last like two years, he's been pretty much the same weight, right? Mm, I think he's been slowly gaining a lot of steak and shake. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Probably true. But uh, that, that's cool, though. I like seeing uh, Wayne Murdoch and, and Reed Bentley come in. <laughs> I thought like, you, you were going to go, yeah, that's cool. I like fat guys who bleed. So. I, I do. So, I mean, the I know you do. You get, dude. <laughs> the bigger fan I'll be. I don't give a shit. Get fat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool, man. And they're coming in as, like, a tag team, I guess. They're advertising themselves as the rejects. They're not coming in as, like, solo acts. So, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, we'll see some more tag teams. And on well, GCW. if they attack those two, it's going to be them two versus them two, right? Yeah, well, next show, I'm, I'm That's sure. terrible. After Let's that. Get the fuck out of that. Yeah, after that. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a private party against, you know, Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. Like, switch it up. Weird weird matchups, you know? Um, or those those dudes, uh, what is it, Murder by Kicks? I, thought, yeah. I, I dig those dudes a lot. I would love to see like them. Those dudes, yeah. And, uh, you know, John Wayne Murdoch and, and Reed Bentley, they're, they're stiff guys. You know, they can, they can fucking go. They don't necessarily need light tubes. You can have a stiff match with those guys. I mean, if you've watched Gage and you know, Murdoch fucking kill each other. Yeah, uh, but if it's in GCW, they're going to do fucking I mean, of course, tubes just because tubes. they don't know how to not do light tubes. Yeah, it'll definitely be tubes. But um, either way, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, definitely looking forward to the rejects coming in. I think, uh, dude, anything CZW doesn't capitalize on, you know, goes to GCW. And they're retarded for a lot of it. You know, they didn't do Gage and Tremont. They didn't fucking use Zandig. You know, they didn't use John Wayne Murdoch, all these guys, yeah. and it's happening here. They were trying to do Gage and Tremont, and they just yeah. wanted it to happen at Cage's death, and then Gage wanted to go back to prison and be gang-affiliated, so. Well, he is gang-affiliated. Everyone yeah. was at the show. Everyone was gang-affiliated. According to Gage's promo, on Saturday, we're all gang-affiliated. And it's like, well, that's good to know, because I just want to know what to tell the police if I get pulled over. Yeah, Captain Dave gang affiliated for the night you know yeah oh you could tell he was gang affiliated oh dude hell yeah man he was fucking you know people were like bitching at him for cursing on his live feed <laughs> but yeah like uh like talk to him he like hit me up on facebook <laughs> it's like yeah whenever i'm at gcw and czw it's uncensored <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah hell yeah that's what you should be going for watching fucking death matches i don't think you should be censoring yourself you know what's fucking funny is almost every time after after he has one of these crazy deathmatch tournaments and he's yelling motherfucker the next day he has like a softball game that he's covering yeah yeah every fucking time and you see him like suited up the next day all calm like yeah i'm just out here at the softball game we got a good night and beautiful day out here yeah. <laughs> couple beautiful innings in, in new jersey night having before. a great time night before night flipping before. out motherfucking Mother- nick gage Fucker, we got light tubes. We got fucking barbed wire, motherfucker. Yo, at one point on his uh, on his live feed, he said they got scorpions here and piranhas. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, sometimes he just throws random shit in there that like <laughs> didn't really happen or isn't gonna happen. He yeah, said, uh, got if you caught his his uh his end wrap up, he said that uh, Nick Gage just won the. CCW uh, tournament of survival and our new tournament of survival winner is uh, Matt Tremont and I'm like okay I think Tremont won this (laughs) it was a long day 
<laughs> yeah, there was a lot of just he talked a few circles before he got the Tremont and CZW got involved there somehow. But you know, he's, he was amped up. What can you do? I mean, good times. So he fucking covered the shit out of that. Yeah, that, that he did, and he turned around his hat, man, which was uh, yeah. They gotta get GCW hats because that dude, uh, dude, I've been saying it. They should get because I wear hats all the fucking time. I want to get one, you know. I don't, I don't like fucking like hoodies and shit, but like I'll get a hat. Captain Dave would be hatted up. Yeah, dude, get a get a track suit for him. You know, GCW exclusive for the Captain Dave. Fucking riot. He definitely wants that because dude, Captain Dave is like a walking advertisement. I don't know if you've ever seen him. If he takes a selfie, it's a CCW jacket. I don't give a shit if it's at a fucking family birthday dinner. Oh, shit yeah. if it's at a fucking, you know, softball game. He's CZW. Oh, yeah. So get them GCW jackets though, man. He'll be walking around with it. Yeah, before he even he went, he's like, you know, do you have a, a zip-up <laughs> uh, oh, you actually track jacket? It? Yeah, I seen oh, him, he's... like, sent a message or tagged uh, the mono or one of them, like, do you have a zip-up track jacket like the one that I wear to CZW? Like, he was already inquiring on, like, a That's costume awesome. change, like, I just need to fucking wear this shit if you have your logo on that shit. That's awesome. He's a man of routine. That he is. That he is. But uh, this brings us to the goddamn finals. I I missed the finals. I always told you. uh, My girl got pretty sick. I don't know. I don't know if she was like, I don't know if it was from the pepper, which I don't think it was because this was like many, many hours afterwards. You know, like she was fine for hours. I don't think the pepper hits you at 10 o'clock at night. Um, I don't know if it was the light tube dust, you know, I don't know if it was just fucking being burned out and dehydrated or if it was just too hot in there, whatever the case may be, but she was, she wasn't feeling well. Right. So, uh, we went outside and shit. I could still hear all the fucking bumps and see them. Well, I, I saw some of them. I saw like the first like five minutes of the match, but, um, what were your overall thoughts to this? And I'll, and I'll get into it afterwards. Well, this match for those who didn't see it or whatever the case is, is, uh, it was labeled as a cinder block ring. They took the canvas off and they said they put cinder blocks down, which wasn't really the case. It was the paver blocks. So, you know, cinder blocks wouldn't have sat right. They would have, you would never got cinder blocks to lay flat where you can actually treat it like a ring, you know, but this, I mean, they put these fucking paver blocks down. They must had a fucking Mason in the building because these things were fucking legit. There wasn't a, there wasn't a gap in that fucking rings. They got a, they got a fucking talented Mason in that motherfucker. I don't know who laid him down, but I'm sure his last name wasn't fucking Wolf. <laughs> I was going to say it was probably Matt Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I always, somebody uh, who was offended by Teddy Hart's shitty job comment because uh, that fucking guy's a talented Mason. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, dude, it, it was a pain in the ass watching them try to get that shit in the building, you know? The blocks, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was a fucking struggle because they, they they were like falling off the, you know, the little fucking I don't know, I don't know what they call it, the forklift that they had. Yeah, um, yeah, that shit, that shit was wild. That's a hell of a job. I mean, really, like you had to look like eh, that shit was fucking flat, man, flat, fucking no gaps, no nothing. And uh, give them tons of credit for innovation number one. I don't know if that's been done anywhere else before, but I've, I've never seen that. I don't think I've never even seen Japan's done that yet. And uh, that that was fucking awesome. And, I mean, to put that type of weight on the ring, you know, without it bowing or anything like that, they must have really worked that shit out right. Because I've seen people that just don't put the fucking ring together right. And the wood by itself is bowing. Yeah. You know, some of those shindy shows. <laughs> right. Like, fucking PWS. I've seen 
they can't build a fucking ring without a hole in it. The one I went to. Yeah, PWS was in the building actually. They were passing out flyers. Oh, where are they? Yeah, Great. Somebody from like GCWS was like, Who, "Who's passing out flyers?" I was like, "Oh, PWS." Uh, PWS. Like, ah, yeah, sorry. Who gives a shit? But uh, <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of cinder blocks and that type of thing because it's one of those things you're not faking a fucking thing about a cinder block. Uh, you hit a block, you're hitting a block, man. Those things. The yeah, smallest impact dude. with shit like that, it'll, it'll hurt. Um, so, yeah, the, this, this was a great stipulation, a great setup to the finals. Uh, we had talked about it the other week, and as soon as I saw a picture of it, um, someone took a picture of it, I was like, holy shit, that's what I was talking about. VOW, they did something with um, um, Lattice where they put the the light tubes through the Lattice, and to me, it, looked, it was a genius because – it's like the perfect light tube holders because you have all these little fucking circular things. And if you just go up, man, you could put a shitload of light tubes in that thing. Yeah. And sure enough, they set that up for the finish and it, it looked like, you know, like a, a light tube wine rack. Like it was just yeah. fucking lined up and they did it like tall wise. So yeah, the it thing was, was huge, dude. That shit was enormous. huge. Um, I mean, that must have been a minimal of Fifty hundred light tubes. In I, that I'd thing? say a hundred, probably, dude. There's probably a hundred light tubes in that shit. Yeah, because I mean, you got to figure to a row, it was close to ten, and it went high. Yeah. So holy shit, man. Yeah, that that alone was just just insane. Um, I mean, that finished with the fucking that shit into the tubes. I I, I don't know how you just get out of that. I mean, that that was. Just one of the craziest fucking bumps. Yeah. Um. All right. So, little little quick couple of notes. That's, that's, ironically enough, I don't have that many notes for this match. I guess it's because I wasn't I wasn't there live for it really. Right. But uh, started out with like the body slam trade offs. Yeah. You know, which is just instantly just fucking bro. And you know this this wasn't as as visually stunning as the first match or anything. You know, but you can you if you just put it in perspective, the fucking. A simple back bump like that is insane. Mm-hmm. So, you're bumping on fucking concrete, dude. Like, they might as well have just had this match outside in the parking lot. That's yeah. what it was. You know? Um, the only thing I wanted in this match, I wanted no ropes barbed wire. I just, I always feel like finals should have no ropes barbed wire. Yeah. That's my thing, dude. I need no ropes barbed wire for the last match. You know? Yeah. That's just, I don't know. How do you feel about that Like before before I get into this? Do you feel and, like no ropes barbed wire should be the finals? Maybe, but I mean, the way that they had it set up, and I think no ropes barbed wire definitely limits you on, on it, even your ring movements. You know, you can't do your normal off the ropes thing. You know, it, it limits a bunch. And you got to think of that finish spot. They couldn't have gone to the top rope the same way if that was no ropes barbed wire. Could have done a ladder or something, you know? Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I just it definitely would have changed the way that that spot went. Um, you know, if a ladder would have brought it at a different angle, uh, you know, you could have pulled it off. I'm not that critical as far as no ropes bar wire having to be the finals. I know it's a better visual just to you know look at the ring and have there be just barbed wire on the ropes. I know for pictures it's a million times fucking better. Yeah. If you're you're anywhere in the crowd and you're shooting through a wire rather than a rope, because a lot of times your camera will focus on that rope. Right. And you'll you'll get a picture looking like Matt Wolf's pictures. Right. Um, but uh yeah. I mean it you know, uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean what they put on in that fucking finals, like you said, 
every single bump on those things, you could see the intensity. We talked about Gage's intensity. The intensity was leaving Gage, and you could tell the fucking pain that was going through him when he was hitting that fucking. It's yeah. not a mat. It's. I mean, when he was hitting the blocks. Yeah. He'd sit up and like, oh fuck, man. <laughs> Uh, that's the type of shit you see, like, motherfuckers pondering career choices as they hit the fucking ring, you know? <laughs> like, w- what else could I be doing right now, you know? Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, those motherfuckers, I mean, if anyone belongs doing this type of shit, three rounds and that being the final round is now we're going to fall on blocks. Those guys are deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. I, um, it was definitely innovative. Yeah, you know, from from the finish to the to the canvas, you know, it was uh, uh it was fucking, it was it was ridiculous to look at it, you know. And I'm I'm glad I, I got to at least witness like five ten minutes of it, whatever it was that I that I saw, because like the visual was just fucking crazy to see a ring just covered in fucking just just tiles of cement, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see other people like stealing this idea now, so expect this like everywhere. This is probably gonna be a thing, and Watch I can't the, wait till uh, somebody botches the it. Yeah, that and the the, oh, the blocks. Yeah, yeah, I think both probably honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a there was a fucking insane amount of trade offs with the tubes, which was typical. You knew that was coming, mm-hmm. and um, I think you know you saw you saw Gage. I don't know how much of it was selling, how much of it was legit with him just fucking struggling through the match. He never like struggled like you know finishing the match or anything, but you could tell he was fucking just dying on yeah. the inside, and um. I think a lot of that was probably from from losing so much blood because I can imagine he's probably just leaking the whole night from those you know puncture holes in his fucking stomach and shit. Um, You're saying that the light tube trade off, and this is another point where the commentary is just completely worthless shit because th- this is the point where they're going Tremont when yeah. he hits the light tube, and then they're going Gage when he hits the light tube, and they're like Tremont Gage, Tremont Gage, and then they hit each other, and they're like Tremont and Gage, and it's like. Yeah. Go oh, fuck yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, go out in the fucking back, fucking eat a pepper, do fucking something other than talk right now. Like, the, all the fucking emotion, all the build, everything is going on. The crowd's fucking hot. The, these motherfuckers are killing each other. And you're just, you're just like noise on top of this shit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Let's let's not forget about the the backdrop that was onto the fucking concrete. And then he suplexed them on top of a bundle on the concrete right after. Just fucking yeah. just insane, brutal, brutal fucking shit. And uh, probably the craziest spot other than the finish is probably the, the suplex from the top fucking rope to the concrete, dude. Top rope fucking suplex to yeah. the goddamn concrete floor. You know, that is, I don't know, man. That is, that is fucking, you have to see it. And you have to go in, instantly touch some concrete to understand what I mean, to try to even imagine that thing. I can <laughs> go, only imagine. Go touch so. some concrete. Yeah. So as we're watching this, <laughs> go, go touch some concrete and make sure you realize how crazy this fucking is. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you don't know what concrete is, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you understand that or not. Uh, I think you're an asshole if you don't know what concrete is, personally. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on the limb and say you're a piece yeah. of shit if you don't know what concrete. Well, if you, if you want to just touch some concrete <laughs> anyway, just to put it in perspective for you, if you forget how it feels to bump yeah, on a fucking touch concrete, the concrete, then fuck it, yeah, man. touch yeah. it, fuck it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the fucking finish, dude, the power bomb from the top rope through that contraption of hundred by twos through what is it called lattice? You said I don't even know the fuck that. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, lattice. But um, yeah, that shit was fucking. It was like insane. a power bomb, right? Yeah, it was a power bomb from the from like the top rope. 
power bomb from the fucking top rope through and it's just like a skyscraper of light tubes that he fell from top floor to fucking ground level like and hit all of them. every fucking level like yeah. didn't nick it just fucking dead down the middle i don't i mean i don't know how he didn't saw it in fucking half i know the light tubes are sideways and shit but i mean you fall through that much fucking glass yeah any of that shit could break the wrong way and go through you i would think especially from that height that was just one of the craziest bumps I've ever fucking seen. And, you know, over the years, I mean, Gage did a lot of crazy shit, but Gage, until he came out of prison, always wore a shirt. So, man, he's taking some, like, direct cuts in places. He never got cut, you know? I mean, he might have got cut a little bit through his shirt here and there, but uh, not, like, brutal cuts to the stomach the way that he took here. And, you know, the, the abuse to the back, that he took through that fucking that tower of light tubes that's that's all new shit to gauge you know and he's he's just a fucking animal at this shit yeah dude i mean you watch it till the end right when he gets up and everything i mean dude when he gets up you just look at the amount of glass like the pile of glass just under him and how much is sticking to him and that really just you know like that visual really puts it in perspective for you like yo this dude just went through fucking like madness you know, like I liked when, uh, you know, they had the uh, the paramedic in there, Demano, Lauderdale, oh, Tremont yeah, gets yeah. the mic and he's like, everybody who isn't that guy on the fucking Mac, get the fuck out of my ring. I, loved it. I, loved <laughs> I was like, that's fucking great. Yeah, you know? I loved it. No, that's the best way to, to finish it. You know, he didn't want him going out on his back. He, he said it on the promo, you know. Yeah. He got beat you tonight. But. And this was almost like a Joey to, to Teddy Hart kind of promo because he was basically saying, like, I looked up to you. You know, you're the reason I'm doing this shit. And uh, I'm not going to go out with you laying on your back. You know, I'm going to help you stand up. So it was, it was dope. You notice when they said that, you know, we'll we'll have a third match. Gage didn't go, yeah, and we're going to bring in fucking Nate Hatred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to bring in Nate Hatred. He always loved this place. <laughs> he wants to come <laughs> like back. That's, that's not a thing. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, man, this is. Uh, would you say this is crazier than TOS? Because I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say TOS was crazier than this. I think. I think this had this had more violence, but I would say TOS overall was probably a better show. It, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, man. I don't know because this is like right up there. This was fucking. This was fucking great. Like I, I loved it, but um, I don't know. It's a tough call, and and I gotta go. You know, another one and say this, and you know, GCW always steps on their own shit. You know, within a show too many death matches within a show but i gotta say as far as this goes they gotta separate these fucking tournaments like two months apart is ridiculous you gotta put one on one side of the year and another one like six months away or some shit like that at least especially you know so many times the death match tournaments have to happen outside so you're kind of like boxed into a corner like we gotta do them in the summer so you know i mean we can't do it too late in the season but GCW being the only motherfuckers doing tournaments inside, you can put them as far apart as you want. And I, I think they got to put one somewhere else in the year and just make this shit not step on each other. You got two deathmatch tournaments. What is that, two months apart? Yeah, June. Well, a little little more, but yeah, right around the June I mean, to September. That's, yeah, that's, that's too much. I, I don't. I don't think that that's uh, doing yourself any favors. Uh, I really think if you put them on the other sides of the year, you know, you did like a winter deathmatch tournament, which is unheard of. You know, you do one in fucking January and then do one in, you know, June or something like that. 
No, they yeah. should. I mean, they should. They should. Um, you know, I know CZW actually moved their date to the day that GCW is actually happening in Allentown. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm sure that's probably going to rub them the wrong way, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, I know it's GCW, so they might go. We do have one in January because <laughs> yeah, they just they never fucking stop. So who knows? They might already have a death match tournament planned for January. But I'm just saying, if you do, if you do two death match tournaments in a year. Do yourself a favor and give it some space to breathe, you know, give people some fucking time to continue to remember and enjoy the shit that just happened. You had the rematch on the first one before they got over how awesome the first one was. No. No. No, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. But um, I don't know, man. I have a feeling they're probably going to start doing this shit like quarterly, which is which is a little too much. Tournaments? Yes. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have no idea. I'm just... I can just see them, you know, Masada throwing out the idea that he wants his own tournament. Yeah. I can see them being like, all right, yeah, we'll give you that. And that being in like two months, you know. Speaking of, you know, other tournaments and stuff like that, you know, Zandig's got the tournament of survival. Zandig's also a Trump supporter. What do you think his thoughts on bringing in the Mexican guys are? Oh, he loves Mexican guys, man, I think. But he's a Trump guy. They would have built the wall. This shit would have never happened. Well, maybe he brought them in to lay down the floor, dude, for the canvas. That, they, that, they, they were probably the masons. the masons on yeah. this. There you go. We just solved the mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a couple yeah. brainiacs over here. I just, I just think that you know, if his, if his guy built the fucking wall, this, those guys don't come in. That's true. They made it in somehow, man. Yeah. They're actually uh, GCW's in Mexico right now. Actually, I know. Schlack, I saw over there. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Why not? I know. I know, dude. Don't gotta tell me, man. I'm all for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Schlack is up I there. I was with, at the uh, dollar store. And <laughs> a balls moment. He walked in, and I was guy like, walked in. Was that a wrestler? <laughs> now we're best friends. So yeah. and he wanted his change back, and I was like, dude, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah. As far what as happened like, to that guy? Yeah, a lot of dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of dead wrestlers. Um. All right, well, where do we go from here? <laughs> <Don't worry>. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty much done. Yeah, it took it took it to a real dark place at the end. <laughs> Good times. Oh shit! But uh, yeah, man. Oh, I got the <laughs> I got the VOW tournament. You know, I'll watch that, and then uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll talk about it a little bit next week. Yeah, it had that Gage and Murdoch. So that was uh, Drew Chahos's last uh, tournament too, right? Yeah, yeah, Chahos was there. <laughs> I meant to mention that uh, he he posted something after the uh, VOW tournament that uh, kind of echoes what I said, and you know, um, I know, you know, I've heard from people that he wasn't really too offended about what I said, but you know, obviously a lot of his friends were I had some people saying silly things like they're gonna beat me up, and obviously that's not happening. Um, you know, I, I looked at some of their pictures; <laughs> it just looks physically impossible. Um, so, but he said a lot of exactly what I said. Like he didn't belong doing that, and he had fun doing it, but it. It had its ceiling. It had its limits. It's not what he's going to excel at. And something he has a true eye for is shooting deathmatch wrestling with a camera. Yeah. I think he makes a show better by fucking for, uh, for 
photographing. I don't know why I found like <laughs> what are you tapping a fucking I was completely lost. We started talking David Russell and I didn't know how to speak English. <laughs> you had a deathmatch Russell <laughs> moment. Yeah. Uh when he photographs a, a tournament like that, I think it makes it better. I really do. Um I don't think anyone can hold a candle to him at all. Uh the pictures he shoots are just fucking phenomenal. He's got great angles on shit. He puts like an artistic spin on a lot of the shit that he yeah. takes. He'll just get like a fucking crazy angle on just a fucking pile of glass that makes it look like gold. And um, yeah, so I- I'm glad to see him that. And it's not just shitting on him because, oh, I don't think he belongs in the ring. I don't. But in the same token, I think he makes the product overall look like someone professional photographed it while he was there. And right. I th- I think that's a huge benefit. So I'm glad that you know he had his fun in the ring or whatever, and now where he he really really shines is where he's going to be at. Yeah, he's definitely um, you know I, I don't I don't care how many years uh Grasso and Lal and everybody else has, has experience, but they're not they're not fucking with his photographs, dude. Nah, he Ham- has um, yeah, he has reps, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you saw this uh photograph that he had from uh from the Nick Gage Invitational, but it, it's like the GCW turnbuckle, right? Mm-hmm. It's got a bunch of glass underneath it. I didn't see it, but yeah. Oh, I got to, I got to send it to you. Like that's, that's fucking art right there. You know, yeah. the turnbuckle, he's zoomed in on the turnbuckle and the turnbuckle has just like fucking just blood prints all over the GCW logo. Yeah. You know, it's like shit like that. You don't see that from, from other ones, you know? Uh, yeah, he knows what he's done. Yeah. So that's, that's good stuff. No question. Yeah, but uh, I think that about uh, wraps it up for us, man. Do you have any uh, questions for me, Jake? Yet? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about. Uh, no, I don't think I do. Uh, All, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, and we'll uh, definitely talk some more, some more wrestling. I know yeah. uh, CZW's got the got the show coming up pretty soon, right? I'm guessing. Do they? I don't know. Two I feel weeks. Like maybe? they just had a show. Yeah, like two weeks ago, right? Okay. And and it's uh the Wolf of Wrestling is what they're calling it, which I thought was just a shithead that takes blurry pictures, but wait, uh, wait you're serious? That's that's the name of the show. That's the name of the show. On fucking like the Wolf of Wall Street, but it's right. the Wolf of Wrestling because they're really fucking clever. And I just thought they were just gonna shoot the whole thing through wax paper, and fucking <laughs> that was the theme. Well, they're making progress. Don't. Don't forget that. Right. Progress. Um, did you see the post that I, I put up the other day? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, while we're talking about progress. Yeah, uh, that's fucking, that? that's a classic. They, uh, like, DJ posted, like, their merchandise. Yeah, I got to find it now. You know? <laughs> it's, like, all the CZW merchandise on a merch table. And uh, he, like, posts, like, a picture of it. And, of course, you know, he's, he's, uh. Yeah, it says, all the gear are belong to you. <laughs> That's the heading of their post trying to sell fucking merch. All the gear are belong to you, exclamation mark. I mean, come on, guys. You're not making any fucking progress. You're retarded. Yeah. DJ Hyde does English. Yeah. It's great. Good times. So, we'll see you next week. Uh, Yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, Definitely (laughs) check out the iTunes and the Stitcher. Uh, check out Yakuza Kick Radio and also check out THD Podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.